Ladies and gentlemen and in-betweeners, tonight on the rocks celebrates Pride season kicking off continues with the queen of the Billboard charts as well as the queen of Pride. Singer-songwriter Debbie Holiday is here. We have international LGBT promoter Paul Nichols and my twisted sister from another mister, guest co-host, Andrew Christian model, and Stoli ambassador, Nick Mask is here, and me, your favorite host, with the deepest voice. So raise a glass and let the drinks begin. to propose a toast. This is On The Rocks with Alexander, coming at you live, where I drink with your favorite celebrities as we talk about fashion, entertainment, pop culture, reality TV, and, well, that's about it. So pop a cork, lean back, and raise a glass to On The Rocks. Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Oh lord, I don't even know what to expect. Buttons and bows and pantyhose, this is On The Rocks, the place where we're too glad to give a damn. Pride Month is coming, so instead of giving your money to big corporations, slapping rainbows on everything, give your money to me, a gay, directly. <laughs> Hashtag LOL. <laughs> um, okay, so this just in, Poke remember Pokemon Go and every idiot was like, oh, I got a Pokemon, I don't even yes. know what the hell it meant. Yes. So they just released Pokemon Sleep, and you get creatures, or Kurt, what do you get? For good sleep? Yeah, for good sleeping habits. They want it to do for sleeping what it did for walking and losing weight. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't get it. I personally love it. I love it. If they're going to get people, I mean, that was to a sleep? movement to get people to walk oh, around. People in your people in sleep? your career, in your guys' career, that go to bed at 2 I would say I would yeah. be winning They went in weird yeah. spots. We had a Pokemon behind the bar once, and people were trying to oh. go get it. Uh, like, that wasn't a Pokemon. That was, you can't catch them all. We're like, you, you can't, can't go there. All. And they're like, well, no, there's a Pokemon there. I'm like, I don't care what it is. You cannot go behind the bar. I have no Pokemon experience. Behind many bars in West Hollywood, many people have had Pokemons. Pokey. I just didn't get the first thing, though. Like, why wander around and get digital creatures that we don't even care about right now? Yeah. So do you sleep with them, the, the Pokemon? No, it's, it's I like, don't think that's appropriate. It like calculates your REM or, or what? Uh, what, my REM? Yeah. Your, your sleeping what? habits. I so know what my sleeping <laughs> habits are horrible. It's filled with like Judge Judy and Golden Girls in the background. <laughs> Literally, that's how I go to bed. Well, most times. <clears throat> anyway, thank you to our sober listeners for tuning in. We love you. Thank you for holding your hair back and driving us home. Drink tuxti <laughs> texting. Oh, texting. Drink texting. I don't talk. <clears throat> Drink, <laughs> drunk texting is literally the only sport I'm good at for which I have won awards if you consider community service an award. Twice. <clears throat> Hello to our listeners around the nation on iHeartRadio, United Broadcasting Network, Player FM, Stitcher, TuneIn, Satchel, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. Now, I'm happy to announce we are on Roku. Of course, right now we are on Facebook Live on Trending Now in San Diego, True FM in Ohio, and on the West Coast on GED Magazine, the largest LGBT print online and an actual print magazine on the West Coast and nationally on Queer what? 40 right now. In fact, your uh, interview is coming out in the June issue, days away, what, 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 GED what? Magazine. We love them. We love uh, Queer 40, check out my movie news that's now on video on Queer40.com. My movie news is sassy and I get a lot of hate email and I love it. This week I chat about Aladdin. The reviews were mixed. The audience response was mixed. And Will Smith's voice was remixed. <laughs> he cannot sing. That it was like so Prince accurate. Ali. Prince oh. of the Heat. Oh, it no. was really I bad. Too, too. There's no like emotion. There's no movement. No, in it. it's I just love flat. him. Do not speak flat, of him disparagingly. It's oh. not. It's just saying that maybe not every actor is a singer. Yeah. But Robin Williams but wasn't a singer either. Not every See, singer is an actor. That's what I thought. He used yeah. to sing. <laughs> he did used to sing, and, and like, I thought singing. Yeah, but which still. is perfect for that role. Yeah. He was so vanilla and bland, and there was no vibrato, and he couldn't hit the notes. And plus, and he even can't with auto tune to Robin Williams. Ooh, Will Smith vanilla. That's bad. Oh God, it was so bad. It was embarrassing. 
uh, but it still made combo. it still made uh, the top five of all time Memorial Day box office opening weekend. Why did we need this film, and why did you guys go see it? Hmm. Oh, sorry. Uh, the show is brought to you uh, in <laughs> partnership with Here TV. Here TV reaches millions of viewers each month, has produced Academy Award-winning films and Emmy Award-nominated shows. On the Rocks now appears on Amazon Prime, Facebook Watch, HereTV.com, and Here TV app for free. Thank you. Whoop whoop. Uh, our website has been updated. If you don't know all of our syndicates, where to find us, just go to ontherocksradioshow.com. Everything is there. You can watch us, listen to us for free, see where I'm appearing. Uh, Mama Rose is in the chat room on ubngo.com and Facebook. Ask her a question. She will answer it. If it's a burning question, she will text me during the show and I will answer it. Uh, keep her busy. She's next to the vodka and no more restraining orders from past guests. <clears throat> Uh, hello to our yes, psycho mom. I want to see that movie with Octavia Spencer, by the way, called Ma. Oh, Ma. I want to yes, see it so badly. That so good. I was that scared. is like right up I'm my so alley. Yeah. I spent three and a half years in a play with her. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. and you did the film with her, too. Yeah. So, like, it's just the thought of her being like, it's so not It's her. a diverse exactly role. It's such so a diverse yeah. role, too. So it's, I love it. But awesome. I think the key is in what we've seen in the trailer is like, she totally turns. She is who we want her to be. Like, I'm Octavia Spencer. Let's go party. And then she's like, <laughs> That was my mom, like, I'm during my high you. school year. She's like, have your friends come to the party. I'd rather know where everybody is. But then it wasn't that fun because it wasn't like we couldn't do anything. I feel like this was some bizarre moments. humor in yeah. that movie too. Yeah, yes. I'm ready like for inappropriate. It. I'm all ready for it, and it's I'm like ready be for me it. When I get I'll be the guy laughing in the theater. When I <laughs> well, and what I love is that it's giving Octavia Spencer a chance to not do what we want her to be now. Yeah. Is Thank like you. the nice, strong yes. woman in a film. It's like let her have some fun too. Yeah. Let her be crazy. Yes. <laughs> and sometimes when actors black women deserve to be crazy too. There it is. Amen. <laughs> uh, hello to our engineer, Kurt. Speaking of crazy black women, uh, Kurt, how are you? <laughs> Good, I guess. It's because he's so whiteified and he's so yeah. straight and he's so... Yeah. That's why he runs the show, because he keeps us all... White Yes, white I'm stealing that. Well, I mean, yeah. okay. look at his outfit. He's either really white or he's a lesbian. <laughs> I actually just bought a bunch of Hawaiian shirts, too, so I'm going to be wearing those. Oh, extra Next white. Level. Where does Next that level. put you? Yeah, <laughs> extra white. Go <laughs> light like a Tommy yeah. Bahama yeah. candle. Yeah. <laughs> we really got it going on. Uh, Kurt, anyway, you're so punny. Our listeners love your puns every week. Of course. Uh, I have one for you. Um, I, I dug, uh, dug, oh, God, I dug up a worm for fun. fishing. Uh -huh. Vodka. Yeah. No, uh, he I doesn't did. drink. He can't even drink. It's the end of the line for him. Oh god. Wait, say it again? Yeah. I, I, I dug up a worm for fishing. It's it's the end of the line for him. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Wah, wah. I used to dig up oh. worms. Is there a side fishing. noise? True story. One of the questions I have is like what's the, the butchest thing that that you do? The what? But what? Well, I, I mean, I love fishing to be honest. So I used to That's go fishing and climb up a mountain and I would you didn't, you couldn't bring much with you, so I would dig up the grubs. And and I kind of cheated though because we were fishing for trout in little kind of like holes of water basically you know because the waterfalls go down the yeah. mountain so I would I would get the line with it and I would look <laughs> with with, with goggles so and see where where the trout was and kind of be like hey that sounds like something you want yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we called it snorkel fishing but it's also kind of called cheating. Well, but I love that you were manly enough to like we're gonna go fishing oh, and, yeah. and like worms and oh, all that. Oh, and then I would and then I would fillet the fish and and cook it over a fire oh my God, with with the go. leftover bacon fat from breakfast that morning. Nice. So masculine. Yeah, okay. If they ever do like gay survivor, Ooh. I want much you on Who my knew? team. Yes, I know my way around the wilderness. Well, yes, well, oh. lions and tigers and bears. Oh my! Uh, I know my way around the bears. Is it safe too? to yeah. say you're gonna be on uh, <laughs> Naked and Afraid next? Oh, I love that show. <laughs> when I was a kid, when I was a kid, I ran into a couple bears and. Oddly enough, in my current profession, I still run into lots of bears. Yes, you oh, do. And they Wait. still you. <laughs> I've always had a way with the bears. Yeah. You know? Got a rim shot, yeah. baby. Uh, I love the bears. Do, do you have any rim shots? 
Oh, Don't Google it. <laughs> Just do you have any sound effects that say rim, rim shot? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. There we go. I was so afraid because sometimes he'll Google stuff that we talk about. It's like, ah. Uh, yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, thank you for that pun, Kurt. Uh, like us on Twitter and Instagram at On the Rocks on Air. Facebook On the Rocks Radio Show. Send me an email. Book me for a wedding, funeral, quinceanera, bris. I don't care. I will show up and be funny. Info on the Rocks Radio Show. .com. So I just came from uh, Santa Monica, and uh, I actually just sent you pictures, Kurt. Thank you for playing it. Uh, did you guys know it's National Hamburger Day? What? Yeah. <laughs> National Hamburger Day. So I want to thank the counter uh, invited me to come to, and they had a red carpet and a step and repeat for the food. And I was like, oh, uh, where's that's mine? Cute. So uh, th the counter in Santa Monica, they have many locations, invited me, and a bunch of entertainment people got together, and they hand you a menu, and it's every kind of food, and you just check what you want from the shakes to the burgers to the uh, tater tots to every type. And it's LA, right, with entertainment people, so you figure nobody's gonna be eating. Uh, Everybody was chowing is down. Is it for beef only or any No, burger? see, so here's the misconception. It's because it's a hamburger place. Right. They, had, uh, they had vegetarian options. They had healthy options. This girl had like a veggie burger on a plate of like sprouts and stuff, and she was she was chowing down. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. So uh, enjoy National Hamburger Day. Thank you to the counter. I'm going to be sharing some Instagram stories from at Alexander is on it. Huh? Isn't it odd? Hams from a pig? No. I know. Why so why don't they call it, they call it like like a cow burger? Exactly. Yeah. That's a whole other thing. They show. have turkey burgers there, Beef veggie burgers, burgers, mushroom burgers, and everything. And now I'm going to be thinking a about a ham and cow right. burger for the, the rest of the day. Hamburger is ham's from a pig, and it's called a hamburger. This is very... Yeah. That's a whole other... Yeah. Kurt, it is really hot in here. Are you sure the air is on? <laughs> whole other episode. Yeah, it's because we have so many... <laughs> on the next episode. Hot, hot yes. I uh, want to join On the Rocks on the air. Let me just give you my uh, brief appearances, and let's get the show on the road. I will be your MC this Saturday at Out at the Fair at San Diego County Fair, June 1st, starting at 5 p.m. on the main stage. Uh, we have live performances, we have drag shows, we have DJs, it's always a fun day, uh, fried foods, and then, and then in the back I have my own little tent, and we have some drinks, allegedly. Yeah. Their mascot this year is a dabbing unicorn, so uh, go to outofthefair.com for, for more info. Uh, I had the pin, but actually I gave the pin to uh, uh, a person in Palm Springs. Somebody got pinned, which forward. is an old... A yeah, person. Yeah, a person. Uh, anyway, uh, Laguna Beach Pride, the next day, if you don't want to drive what? all the way to San Diego, uh, I'm going to miss you because you're there the first. Oh. I'm the uh, MC Sunday, June 2nd, uh, for the final day at Laguna Beach Pride, on the beach, and then an after party with DJ Donna Montel uh, oh. at Mozambique. Donna Montel. Love and Donna. they actually, I, I have a, a, a suit made with shorts. So if you want to come see my suit with shorts, and I'm going to be on the beach, giveaways by Andrew Christian. Uh, because you're going to spend the night, because the night before you're going to see Miss Debbie, Debbie Holiday will be performing yes. at Laguna Beach Pride. When they told me that they got you, I'm like, you go Laguna Beach, because you know they've been trying to, to, to bump that up. Stepping it up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so go to LagunaBeachPride.org, get your tickets, come say hi to Debbie, come say hi to me. Also, Santa Monica Pride is doing its first ever what? Pride uh, on Saturday, June 15th. I am your MC on the main stage all day okay. long. And the city is pulling out all the stops for Pride uh, the next weekend, June 22nd, from 3 p.m. to 2 a.m. I am your host for Santa Monica City mm. Pride Pub Crawl, and we're going from bars to bars. It's called Out of the Closet and Into the Bars. Go to eventbrite.com. Of course, Gay Wine Weekend. Come visit me, gaywineweekend.com, July 18th through the 21st. Travel. Uh, everybody from around the nation comes and gathers and drinks wine, wine tasting, and I'm hosting uh, the drag 
brunch finale. Okay, let's get the show on the road. Let me uh, reintroduce you to my twin Z, my guest co-host today, mm. helping us keep uh, track with today's show. Nick Mask is the leading international underwear model at Andrew Christian, only having two years of modeling under his belt. He hasn't stopped him rising to the top, the only time he's been accused of being a top. In the short time, his social media audience has grown very quickly. You can check out his not safe for work Instagram stories if you want a heart attack. Uh, already or this year, yeah, well, uh, already this year, Nick uh, has been featured on the covers of GED Magazine and Grab Magazine, features in magazines like Huff, Cybersocket, and GNI. He can also be seen wandering on your TV screen with random guest features on MTV's X on the Beach Season 2, Bravo's Real Housewives of Dallas, and Lifetime's Dance Moms. Uh, not only does Nick work for Andrew Christian, but he also works for the largest LGBTQ alcohol supporter, Stoli, as an ambassador, and travels with her tour of the Stoli Cocktail Classic each year. This year, you can see Nick and Debbie Holiday together. What yes, city? Yeah, Key, Key West. West. Hey! When is that? Uh, we're going from the 2nd to the 12th. But 3rd through the 10th. 3rd to the 10th. So we're spending yeah. time there with that Also, oh, you guys are going to miss Pride. LA Pride? Yeah. But Key West Pride, yeah, remember, everything West. started in yeah. Key West, girl. Key West was the What day spot. are you performing? Lots of days. Um, definitely on the 8th. Let's talk. I would love to okay. come and okay. like, come. and, and yeah. play. The yeah. finale is on the eighth. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's get yeah. yeah. Uh, Nick not only travels to Key West uh, and throughout the states, but also hosting events in the nightlife scene with parties and destinations including South Korea, Tel Aviv, and Bangkok. We're so classy here, and we have a lady, so I'm not going to make a joke about Bangkok. Please welcome <laughs> back to the show, Nick Mask. Woo! Where I've been. <laughs> <laughs> I have to tell you, it is so hot in here, like I'm not even kidding. I know, right? It just makes me so thirsty. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Kurt's going to make sure that the air is on and that it's working. I, I literally. can actually feel it. Oh. Can you? Yeah. Uh-oh. Oh! Mama Rose with our Stoli! 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 Ladies and gentlemen, more Stoli has arrived. <laughs> I love Courtesy that. Courtesy of Mama Rose. Um, <laughs> all right, Nick. Um, so we're going to, you know... This is the opportunity to, for your fans to get to know you, and we ask inappropriate questions. Not inappropriate questions, we ask, we ask real questions. As an Instagram personality, we see your fabulous life, right? Um, how, how much time do you literally spend every day? What do you mean? Spend every day doing what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I spend a lot. On I spend like 24 media. hours a day, right? I, roughly. Oh, do I spend cute. time? Yeah. Oh, I've spent some cute. time, girl. <laughs> Okay. That's Nick being royal cute. <laughs> on social media, like how much time do you actually spend? Can you, you take your sunglasses off? You know Our viewers want to see your eyes. You know, if I wasn't sweating so much under this, I know. maybe. <laughs> uh -huh. Okay, to be honest, um, you know what? I'm, I don't want to be rude. It's just always here. It's it never, is. it's open, it's open and closed every five minutes. I mean, like, I check it whenever there's like a breach in a conversation, like when it's slow. I just. Not even when it's slow. I have been with you, and like even at a funeral, you're like selfie. You were saying something. Yeah, that's exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Sorry, my Instagram had something. But it's on it. it literally is a lot. Like when I check your stories, and I swipe through them all, but there's like fifty stories a day. Doesn't that take energy away from? Like, isn't that exhausting? Isn't there a day that you're it just like, oh, I don't do this. It actually I'm going to be honest with you. It feels like work. And well, I, to be honest, it is, it is work, work. Yeah. because that's like basically your Instagram nowadays is basically your resume. It's not even, they don't even look at your resume as much as I do now, like especially in the field I'm in, your, your Instagram, it's, oh, how, like, what are you doing? What are you going to? What are you representing? And you have to keep up with it because yes, it's an up and down, it's an up and down market. You know, you're gonna lose people, you're gonna gain people. Yeah. And you have to make sure you're always on the up. So personally, I, I honestly have to spend so much time on it and some days you just don't wanna do it. You don't wanna feel like being on a camera. And I don't. Yeah, right? Yeah. And you have to do it. Day? You have to throw on that dog filter and you have to say, <laughs> I'm feeling great today. 
What are you guys up to? I, I wonder in the future if there's going to be some like psyche, like some mental disease that comes out of this whole Instagram because yeah. there's a depression when some people lose a chunk of followers. Mm -hmm. We're going to be hitting Instagram where we're not going to know who likes you or who and doesn't I like you. I hate that. I hate well, that. Well, that's income for a lot of people too. I'm just, uh, I yeah, it's that. income number one. And number two, if you're already these people that are affected by other people's thoughts on Instagram, it's an app, guys. It's a free app. It's not even a but paid app. But it really app. does play with people's psychic It does. And I agree. Entertainment. But yeah. these are very yeah. sensitive people. But at the same time, changing this one thing that everyone knows is not going to change that problem with that person. You're going to have to. You're going to bump into another app that's going to have the same problem, or mm -hmm. a person, or a club you don't don't think represents you right. And you're going to always have point. something to change. It's it's never going to change. It's something you have to change within yourself, I believe. Look at Nick Gobi all deep in shiz. Does, does it take finish. you out of the moment though? I always wonder that when I see people That's like at a party. I'm like, is it taking them out of the moment or I, allowing I'm them be to live the moment? Or a combination? I don't know. Um, a lot of the time, we're not even like ready to film something, and we're like, okay, you ready for this? We have people like lighting it up. We're like, okay, let's take us. Oh my God, we're here at GPS. Oh my God, it's so fun. Look at all the lights and colors. Don't get me wrong. I'm happy you do. I mean, it, oh, no, yeah, no. GPS I mean, your lighting, a hundred percent, like amazing. The best lighting I've ever seen. Your light shows, amazing. But then, like, to missing out, though, you're not connecting, you're not having, like, you're, not like, out. you're in the you car just... and you, like, want to moon the car next. You, Nick, that was, like, yeah. those are spontaneous memory-building things, not posed memories. Well, that you are have not those. You have those. Sincere. But you also, you remember those times through those videos. You know, you go yeah. out of your way to film those videos, even if you aren't feeling the best about yourself, and you say, I can't wait to remember this tomorrow, because I may not remember it in 10 minutes. <laughs> it's like a memory that, I, I feel like some people, not me, unfortunately, have tried to get into it, but I feel like some people live the moment through sharing it, if that makes sense. Yeah. They yeah. live the moment and then they look back on it and see how many people saw it as well and it makes it a bigger moment because it was shared with understand. people that weren't there yeah, with them. I, I, and yeah, I don't get to experience that. That's what I say about Instagram all the time. I was like, I don't go on Instagram. You won't see my profile. It's not professional photo, professional photo, professional photo. It's me hanging out with my friends. It's me being stupid in the car because it's me like, because you want, I want Instagram when I was growing up, I grew up in a small town. So whenever I, I never thought about going to red carpets or traveling the world or anything like that. So I had to live through other people's views of that. And now that I You're have the opportunity to do that, I'm sharing those moments with everybody else too right. so they can have the same Which experience and then make them do it too. I just think balance is important. It is. Because, yeah. because we, we end up constantly living as if someone else is watching. Living somebody else's moment. And, and yes. And, and the whole, to me, the whole idea of life is to live each moment for yourself and yeah. for your own gratification. Because, you know, I'm, you know, Gratified. Selfish. I would stay to my, my staff. And I feel, I feel like you're more in, engaged and connected to the person that you're sitting next to yeah. if I'm not concerned about holding something up. So I do think, and I, and I realize, I agree with you, I know this is a whole new era. I'm older than you, baby, so, you know, like my life has, has not always been like that. And it is something that I struggle with because I, I, I love looking in your eyes. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like, I love people more than anything. So I shouldn't put the I sunglasses back on. Yeah. Right? People are freaking awesome. <clears throat> so sometimes if I'm into like me and what I'm doing, what I'm doing, I get to, I'd miss out on, on like experiencing you. Yeah. Okay, she's gonna make it's me hard. It's, it's hard, okay, I, no, I'm like, it's no, hard for me it's, too. It's, it's so good. <laughs> and, and for musicians that I've had on the show, you know, they'll release a single and they'll put out their, you know, the 30 second to fit, uh, or the, the two minutes to fit the Instagram right. feed or the uh, 15 seconds smooshed together to do a brief, from the video and it gets likes or they do like a sexy uh, picture of them or a shirtless selfie with some of the guy musicians and then it gets these huge likes and it's like well my my skill and my passion is this and that seems to sometimes be swept away yeah. with just the imagery there's no like instagram that's just audio for musicians to be like wow i got off on that section of mm -hmm. song right it's just visual 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, they, they came out with a show to fix that. <laughs> Thank God. It's opened things up, but I think, and I think it's good to share moments. But I think it's also important to create a moment for somebody else. I always tell my staff, I'm like, you know, the the word power, for example, has been corrupted because people think of power and they think of Trump or they think of right. Putin. And I'm like, every single person that works with me has a very unique power. And I'm like, you have the ability to find somebody who doesn't look like they're having the best night and, and change their night and create a moment mm. with them yeah. that they remember. And yes. that moment is more valuable than That's anything the they could ever get off Instagram. That bartender who tells somebody they look good, yeah. that security guard who says, hi, I like your t-shirt, yeah. that hot dancer who's like, oh my God, your body looks rocking. Those are the moments that truly define who we are as a community and, and how we should interact with each other. Not to say that the other moments don't mean something, but I always tell my staff, the same way you can find that you know, one minute to, to Instagram, find one minute to, to say something nice to somebody that's at that. our event. Oh my God. Yeah. And that's what Pride should be about. We're getting into Pride and yeah. you know, we're talking about inclusivity. Some LGBT groups don't want to deal with other LGBT groups or they want to put them down or they want to put, or they want to put down straight people that are trying to be allies or that yeah. want to hang out with us. Um, and so that's such, such an important p point. Our part of pride is to make everybody feel inclusive, not yeah. just us in the safety of West Hollywood, not just us in the safety of working out 40 hours a day. Well, it's called a community for a reason. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but we need to act like a community. Yeah, I, it's all part of expression though too, because I see people getting annoyed, for example, like, at bars where there'll be like a bunch of straight girls filming yeah. the dancers because they're again it's Instagram. But I feel or like having if those, a bachelorette party, right? But I feel I feel like if those girls went up to the dancer and was like, "Oh my God, you know, I grew up in a small town and I never thought I'd see something like this," and you just made my night, it would be received much better. You yes, know, yeah. so I think there's a totally disconnect correct. sometimes, and again, it's back to the same topic. Those moments are fine, but don't forget about the real moments too. Mm -hmm. You know, not that they're not real, but create those one-on-one -on -one moments too. Communication, people. Communication. Oh God, communication. Yeah. Sharing the experience with the people that you're actually having it with, not just the little group that you're with. Mm -hmm. yeah. and, true. And, and those girls, That's the so bachelorette party girls, are like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Oh my God, it's like, uh, are there other people amazing. here? It was amazing. Or you're like having a conversation with them while you're taking a selfie, and then it's done, and like, okay. People it forgot was, that. Yeah. At Stripper Circus, I had those games for the sole purpose of forcing people to interact with strangers. Oh, that's a, You know, people would play these games. And they always did. I've, I've gone there. And they were the stupidest, like, they were dumb. They were like, like dildo The dildo toss. And the, but you know what it did? It forced people you know to talk that. to each other. And with strangers. It forced people to interact with a stranger. They had to go up to the drag queen or who, who you know, whoever was operating the game and interact with them. And then they had to interact with the other people who were waiting to play the game, playing the game next. And yeah. that social interaction, people were it's like, I don't know what it is about that party. There's just, I'm like, I know what it is. You're interacting with people and you've forgotten how good that feels. Yes. You know, it's the best yes. feeling in the world. Yeah. And I think that's one of the problems we're having, the, the massive division we're having uh, in this country right now is people not talking to people each other. Forgot. Yeah. When yeah. you know somebody, truly know them. I mean, again, like I, I think certainly gay people have achieved more by people just getting to know gay people. You know, I That's mean, how can exactly people hate us? We're so much fun. Hey, know? we're trending right now. Excuse me. <laughs> right? <laughs> we are. Everyone think, wants to be gay now. And I think because also the media is putting a hyper version of what the LGBT community is. Mm -hmm. You know, the gay person is your cubicle next to you at work, or it's your neighbor, or is your yeah. brother, or is is your best friend from high school that you haven't talked to. Your kid. These are people, right? Your kid that hasn't been born yet. That's even. <laughs> you know. Exactly. Like these are just people that live around us. It's not like Will and Grace. This is how we live. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but still, it's a hyper version of. And hate people. Hate's been desensitized. Like my mother would, always, my mother would always say, "Hate is a strong word." She's like, "We never use that word hate in my house." And even like when we were fighting as kids, if we ever said, "I hate you," my mother would. She's like that word. She's like she'd stop. And even as kids, she's like, "Hate is a strong word." My mother always said that. Do not say I hate you to anybody. Not to your sister. Not to your friends. 
She's like, you need to understand what hate means and the history of that word. And my mother's like, that is a word you should never, ever, ever use. That word to my mom was worse than the F word or anything. She ingrained it into our brains to never use the word hate. And I feel like some people use it so freely. You know, just saying I hate, in a while, I hate I French fries or I hate, hate you know, just loser, don't, it's a bad word. Loser gets used yeah. too much word. by a certain yeah. person. In the same way, hate yeah. was a bad word. Hate was yeah. a cuss word. Yeah. 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 For our family. Calling somebody yeah. a loser, loser, saying I yeah. hate you, even if you're in jest with somebody, I, I just, I don't say I hate you to people ever. Yeah. You know, it's it's a dangerous word. I think it is. It is. It's just a bit, it's a period at the end of a sentence. You don't and, expect and to come it back devalues from it. the yeah. word for the moment yeah. when we need to use it and say that person is hateful or yeah, that person because it should true. have that impact when you say that. Right. All right, well, we are definitely getting the show uh, on the road. Uh, let me formally introduce our guest, Debbie Holiday, multiple Billboard charting musician. Debbie Holiday has been a vocal, pun intended, ally <laughs> to the LGBT community and uh, hits Pride season with a number of appearances across the nation, including locally at Laguna Beach Pride yes. and with our friends out at the fair for Alameda County Fair. Don't forget, out at the fair. She first warmed our hearts with her hit, Half a Mile Away, played for the final episode of Queer as Folk, which is being rebooted, by the way. Yes! Let's get Debbie back. <laughs> in the first episode too. Uh, she's been rocking the industry since, sharing the stage with some of the greatest names we're gonna talk about and writing for herself as well for other powerhouses on the scene. Uh, her music has appeared on The Office, Sorted Lives, The L Word, MTV, uh, E! Entertainment, FX, and she's performed on The View and The David Letterman Show. Uh, music has been a part of her childhood uh, since the early beginning. Her father was the family's original chart topper and wrote hits that were sung by Ray Charles, Sonny and Cher, Kenny Rogers, and Dottie West. Uh, her latest album, Free To Be, is a representation of her eclectic history uh, in and love for music, a marriage of rock and dance. Please welcome, for the first time on On The Rocks, Debbie Holiday. Yay! Hi! Also joining us, Paul Nichols. I've heard Paul Nichols' name. I've seen his face everywhere. I've been to many of his events. Uh, Paul produces more weekly events than any other LGBT promoter in the country, including his wildly popular uh, stripper circus brand with locations in LA, Las Vegas, San Diego, Austin, Houston, and Seattle. He brings his extensive club expertise uh, to GPS parties. And if you don't know what it is, put in GPS party. Um, and GTFO, which is new. At Rocco's. Yeah, Rocco's. Which is also owned new. By, owned by Lance Bass. And you've had what, two Fridays? Uh, three. I think three. Three. Yeah, I think yeah. this last weekend was number three. Yeah. I'm not coming to this Friday, but I'm coming <laughs> to the so Friday much. after. He's like, no, I know. I know, I know. No, it's three. It's yeah. on my bar tab, I know. It's three. Yeah, he's been there for all three, so. <laughs> oh, there's a bar tab? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> um, so, uh, welcome, Paul Nichols, also Thank making his debut. Thank you for having debut. me here. Yay. And next to Debbie. Debbie's been there since before it was cool. Can I ask you a question? <laughs> <laughs> She's no, but true, that's really, really Now it's the cool thing to perform in gay, in gay clubs and for yeah. gay pride. She was doing it before it was cool. Can I get you to just tell us what all your abbreviations mean? GPS, GTFO, you know, just Gladly. Say, GPS means primarily gay party Saturday, uh, but okay. it also means uh, gay uh, Pride Saturday, Gay Pride Sunday, and when we do fundraisers, it means give proudly and support. So oh it's God. very versatile. And it was, and it was designed versatile. to actually mean that. I remember I was sitting at I was like, GPS, where to find yeah, your names? Yeah. That's yeah. what I thought. It's I, a multifunctional I've been looking, I've been looking what that's actually <laughs> named, and I've heard eight different people who hang out there all the time, and they're like, they're like, oh, it means this, and I'm like, oh, cool. And they're like, no, it means this. And I'm like, The no, weird thing is, this. every party we have a massive moment before the confetti comes out, and the voice of God says, welcome to GPS, Gay Party Saturday. And it flashes it on the screen, but I think people are so gone by that point yeah no one even notices and they'll ask me like 10 minutes later what does it mean uh so i was are, are, 
Arnold Schwarzenegger recorded that? That was like an Arnold right? Schwarzenegger's voice. Uh, welcome to GPS. <laughs> it literally, it's, it's one of our DJ's voices slowing down. Uh, it actually came, what you said about the bachelorette parties, I, I was actually sitting at a, 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 a club, in a bar in West Hollywood, and there was all these bachelorette parties around me, and I said to my friend, I literally said, oh my God, what the, what do you need to do to find a gay party Saturday these days? And then I was like, find Gay Party Saturday. Oh my God, you use your GPS to find things. And I went home and registered all the websites and filed for the trademark. Believe it or not, I somehow got the trademark for GPS, which is bizarre, yeah, but I was happy yeah. I did. And uh, and yeah, and, and that's our whole hashtag is find your GPS, find your Gay Party Saturday. And by that, it also means find your community, find back to the whole narrative that is kind of what motivates me. And so Saturday nights are still the night to go out, if you to look at, at demographics. Yes. Mm -hmm. There's so many different <laughs> thoughts on that, and I guess as you age through the community, the night you go out or the time of day you go out uh, changes, mm. but that's still... Saturday's still it, and, and a GTFO, the other yeah. one, actually means a couple things. It means get this Friday on, and it means gay the fuck out. Oh, so okay. it's, yeah. it's about, again, go out, be gay, be yourself, the whole theme of the night is very much about it. We hand out, like as you saw, like little crop tops for the guys to wear. There's a moment where you have space unicorns. Uh, the dancers literally dress up as space unicorns, uh, get on the go-go boxes, and hand out uh, hundreds of unicorn rubber duckies that people put in their drinks and carry around and put in I their bathroom. It. And I think so it's just reminding people, it, you know, it's, it's yeah. West Hollywood. It's, it's a, a city that was frankly made cool by the, by the gays. And, and we love our straight allies. And by the way, we love our straight allies to come there and gay the fuck out. But that's but I, what it's all about. Just being tell, your gay you self. And gay means happy, so you can be straight. Well, I love yeah. that you're doing time. that because, exactly. you know, yeah. when you Everybody pass out stuff like that and make it so original and you so make it dumb. so different, it's good because you're passing out things, you're making it like an, it's an event. Like yeah. every Friday is an event. I'm not just going to a bar paying for my own drinks, you know, partying with my friends. I'm going to an event that's made for me to come out and have a great time. And the event is trying to have fun with you. I hate when you, you go to an event silly. and everybody's like, uh huh, uh huh. These are parties, yeah. It's like, let's be silly. Let's be fun. Let's take anybody Anybody who thinks any different when they get handed a unicorn by a dancer dressed as a space unicorn, they're like, okay, this is the place where I don't, I feel like when you go to a party at somebody's house, the person welcomes you and you feel welcome. And I feel like all too often when people go to clubs or nightlife events, they feel like they need to prove why they're there or prove their worth or prove their presence. And as gay people, we grow up feeling that way. So why not, I wanna create the opposite environment. Like at GPS, That's when right, my security okay. checks people's IDs, they say, welcome home. That's what they say. Oh, I love it. Instead of saying, okay, you're good, or all right, or what year, they say, take a look at the idea, they look at the person, they say, welcome home. And sometimes people are like, excuse me? And they'll say, welcome home. And it just, that's how a party should feel. When we party as a community, we are home, you know? And I, and I want to make it feel that way. Oh, God. I love that. <laughs> like, it's like, this oh, is God, girl. So, and, and Debbie, you have a long-running relationship with the LGBT community. Uh, like Paul said, you were appearing in, in gay clubs before it was cool. Of course, uh, Queer as Folk, uh, being part of that, uh, part of TV history. Um, to your numerous uh, Pride events and your work with Del, Del Shores, how did this involvement with, with the community start? Because it's really become, it's not like you're a musician that would, that would come do like a charity event or come do a benefit and then be out of it. You have really um, enriched yourself with the LGBT community. It was a completely natural like trajectory. Um, one of my best friends who's not with us anymore, Andrew Briskin, um, got drunk one night and took one of my rock songs and sent it to uh, Chris Cox. And uh, he took, because I, you know, I grew up in rock and roll, yeah. and, oh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and I didn't even know what a remix was. And uh, Andrew was, was gay and, and sent it to Chris Cox, and, and next thing I knew, I started my own label, and um, I was embraced for the things I had to say mm -hmm. by the gay community. Um, the things I have to say is, you matter, 
Don't let anyone fucking tell you that you don't. And exactly who you are is awesome. <laughs> Amen. And she said Amen. it when people needed to hear it more than ever. Right, right. You know. And that's a great message. But when we look at, at the business aspect of music, um, just like when the actor decides to come out, does that limit your career potential? Did you get any pushback from, from the mainstream music community? It's like, oh, now she's a gay artist. You know, I've had pushback my whole life because I, I grew up in an industry that really likes to put you in a box. Yeah. Like, I'm black, I should be singing this, I should be rapping, I should be doing, like, you have to fit in this little, and I grew up loving, you know, David Bowie and Alice Cooper and rock and roll and heavy metal, and you know, I was the 10 year old dressed up as Alice Cooper when all the other girls were wearing. <laughs> I love yeah, that. Right? <laughs> Freaking private school. I went to Harvard West, like, so all the girls are in like their little, like, you know, Halloween, and like, the, you know, they're just in their little princess dresses, and I came as, you know. The rock chick. Um, so I totally get what it's like to not necessarily fit into a box. And I had, you know, frankly, white guys in rock and roll going like, what are you doing here? As I swept the floor with them, is, you know, being honest. Um, <laughs> I love that. I love being honest. Being honest. Being honest. You know, but I had a lot of pushback about being who, who I naturally am. I also love Tchaikovsky. I also love dance music. I also love country. You're allowed to like more than one thing. You're allowed to express yourself in any way that feels right. And that's what my record, Free to Be, was about, because it's half rock and half dance. And so I think it's I- It's all fun. It's all fun. I think I get uh, the gay community because I think um, anyone who's considered other, mm. man, we gotta stick together. Yeah. Because what a beautiful bouquet of coolness that is, you know? So, yeah, so it was a, it was a natural and easy thing. Uh, and you were talking about your, your, your upbringing, like we said, your father, uh, 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 he, he wrote for? He wrote a lot of songs. Yeah. He was very famous. Yeah, Ray he wrote, Charles, he wrote, he wrote, I saw that. He, I was he wrote like, Put a Little Love in Your Heart, which, was, right? which is a huge hit, Put a Little Love in Your Heart, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. And Sonny uh, and Cher. And Sonny and Cher. What, what did and they, they actually did they it. Performed, yeah, they, they did performed, yeah. They did a whole song. I saw that and I was like, I was like, oh my yeah, God. Yeah, they did a couple of his songs. How so, does that feel? Yeah. No, I have to know, because I'm not in music or anything like that, but I have to know to have that expectation of your, your family thinking, okay, this is where I'm at. How much pressure does that put on for you? It made me a bit of a perfectionist. Definitely. I figure. Yeah. I definitely figure. Yeah. How scared would you have to be? Yeah. I would be so scared. I just yeah. told I just told my friend in the car. I was like, okay, I wouldn't get into the music industry if my father was this person because yeah. that pressure that they must have for you, or not even have for you, but then you should feel because of their success. How do you? How do you? It's feel a blessing that? and a curse because I remember being seven years old and, and you know just sing along. My dad going, hey, you flat. I'm like, uh, I did the same thing. I'm seven. I did the same thing. My mom goes, hey, you're gay. <laughs> I was like, oh, da, 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 da. she's like, hey, hey you're gay. You're gay. <laughs> but were you able to have fun with music? When was the first time you performed for real uh, as a youth? Do you, do you remember the first time you? you well, you, you know what? It's funny. I, uh, I, I did not want to follow in my dad's footsteps. I wanted to be a ballerina. I was going to be, yeah, I took French. In high school, instead of Spanish, growing up in LA, brain trust. Uh, <laughs> and then she moved to California. And yeah, like, yeah, she's like needs. You probably still speak Spanish better than I do. I can order a taco. <laughs> Los Angeles. Like, I know where the French. bathroom. I can ask for the bathroom, girl. <laughs> um, so yeah, first time I think I was like thirteen, and I had my you know like really bad strumming on my guitar, and I heard the applause and went like. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now, what, yeah. what was the first time that you really performed professionally, and and your dad was there? He was never there. Wow. Yeah. That's a whole nother Oprah. 
that, yeah, yeah, he wasn't there. Hmm. He was not able to be there. Oh, okay. They had to take him away. <laughs> wow. Yeah, there's a book. Oh, yeah. I, I would uh, read that what's book. What's the name of that book? It's, <laughs> it's a musical. It's, 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 well, you know, everybody's having a biopic now. Um, and, and talking about first, Paul, what was the first event that, that you really, uh, like, produced? And it could be, like, the smallest hole in the wall no, place. I, like, I know it well. I'll never forget it. It was uh, Heaven at Tiger Heat. Which was oh my, my God, first Tiger event. Heat. Yeah. Tiger Heat. That's Where was Tiger Heat? That was at. Uh, I met you there actually. That was at Arena. And that's the eighteen. Oh. And, that's eighteen and up. It was eighteen and over. Yeah. And that's everybody's kind of first club. In, yeah. In, in LA. It's a it's a lot of history at once. But uh, I, I my background and I still manage actors and, and came to uh, Hollywood as a talent agent. And uh, one of my clients, who I, I still manage, is Iceman in the X Men movies. And we had done the f one of the first world premieres ever. Uh, because movies used to not start airing. They used to air differently in different markets. Yeah. And, of course, they were all getting ripped off. So they all of a sudden changed to where movies now pretty much start airing everywhere at the same time. And uh, X-Men 2 in Leicester Square in London was, was one of the very first world premieres. Uh, so to make it international, they held it... Um, in Leicester Square in London, and it was one of the most massive premieres I'd ever been to. And of course, Ian McKellen is gay, uh, and you know the director of the movie, Brian Singer, is gay, and uh, James Marsden's gay. You know, I wish. And who knows? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> the, the joke with with Ian McKellen is Sir Ian McKellen. He loved to call himself Serena. Uh, he's like instead of Serena, call me Serena. And he was just a fun guy. And, and so uh, they wanted to go to a gay club, and. Uh, and we, I know this guy there, and he said, oh, I'll take you to heaven. They have this VIP room called the Departure Lounge, uh, and it's com it has its own air conditioning and bathroom. It's like a party within the party, and it's so much fun. You can be in the party, but if you're a big celebrity, you can kind of hang out. And we went to this club, and I'm like, how does something like this not exist in L.A.? Uh, and I said to them, I said, if I could start something like this in L.A., I manage actors, um, would you be interested in lending me your name? And this was Heaven London. Uh, and they said, sure. They said, we're looking at maybe opening in LA one day, so it'll be a good way to get our name out there, and you can build a guest list. And and Heaven Lounge was formed. And but how did you even know? Like, how did you take care of all the particulars of, of that? The irony was, it was bizarre because I kind of threw a party and didn't invite anybody. <laughs> How LA, right? But we put out we put out a, 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 a we put out a, 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 an ad yeah. that said heaven above ti tiger heat members only by invitation only for information and then we put an email and we had people do everything from sending us their dick pics to sending us their bank statements uh, to to managers and, and agents calling us and we and you know I and I brought in some hosts as well and we built up this guest list uh, and and at heaven I had everybody from Elton John to Britney Spears to Janet Jackson debuted her, her new track there uh, we had everybody like everybody walked through that club and it was this bizarre thing and it was at arena it wasn't this fancy yeah you know yeah. It, and and one of the jokes that happened was we were the first club to do bottle service and we had some big celebrity coming in and and the owner said oh it's celebrity we gotta just can't give them a bottle that's give them some food i'm like yeah it's a good idea he's like put like a nice little thing on the table and in my head i'm like put yeah smear together. no in my head smear. i'm like they're gonna put some wasabi peas or something <laughs> and i see and i you know i thought it would be something nice and i see the lady coming out and she has a party sittery tray and in With it she has parties oh no it gets even better no 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 that would have been nice <laughs> it, it, no she had it was an empty one and she had filled it with the only things they had, which was bar cherries, bar olives, and goldfish crackers. <laughs> goldfish crackers actually. Well, let me tell okay. you, that became a thing oh my God, that people so in the know and celebrities would ask 
be like, hey, can we have the Goldfish Crackers? So it be, kind of became this secret oh. uh, code. If you were on like the inside track of heaven, you'd know to ask for the Goldfish Crackers. And we always had the secret b- menu. We always I had think, bowls yeah. of Goldfish Crackers that people would eat. Um, and that's where it all st- started. And it's a very long story from there. But uh, because of that, that. I love. I absolutely love that. And if you don't know, at GPS, they actually have snacks yes. all on all the Now I pride myself on my In snacks. the oh, VIP yeah. section, they have fruit snacks. They have Gushers, Snickers. Gush- they have everything. Yeah. People don't eat, please. I'm over here. Oh, lies. We I, eat when no one's watching. Let me tell you. I have the receipts. For, no I have receipts watching. from those snacks. Let me tell you. You should see my they pockets eat. when I leave that GPS. I, I literally, we had the, the Uber, like, <laughs> we had to ration the Sour Patch Kids oh, yeah. because they were disappearing. And I'd, They're like, good in vodka, though. If you put oh. them in vodka, they, they soak up the vodka, and mm-hmm. you can chew them while you're dancing. And well, and I think stuff. the boys would bring them. These guys are not wearing much, a lot of them, and I would see people leaving with just, you could see the Sour yeah. Patch <laughs> through sour their patch short pockets. shorts. I they had off. Sour Patch Pockets. I'm not pockets saying that I, I take a lot of them, but I'm just saying that I now have a stock. And yeah. They are a ration <laughs> snack. They are You're now handed out on a silver plate. <laughs> <laughs> did you go to the, the new did, single by Debbie Holiday. <laughs> sour Patch Pockets. <laughs> I love their commercials, though, by the way. But I want to say that, you know, so many people come to L.A. and they have an idea to do something, or they always criticize, oh, it should be this way, this way. Yep. You took that idea and worked hard to do it, mm-hmm. which, and I think you can speak to that. And Nick, you've been in the business for a very short time. It is that hard work that you have to do. You can't yep. just have a good idea. You can't expect other people to do your job for you either. You can't. <laughs> you gotta, uh, but there's this new generation. And maybe I love I your accents, girl. <laughs> you have like a different one every time we talk to you. And it's kind of like a, like a, I don't know, split vibe, but I'm yep. totally into it. My I boyfriend gets could, to wake up to someone new every night. We oh, could all say the same thing, I think, same, the three of but us. but not in the same way. Is we all built... Our, our fans or followings or guests or customers or whatever we want to call them one at a time and I think you can build them one at a time and you can lose them one at a time and that's just something I never forget you know I think every single person that comes to one of my events I genuinely appreciate them being there and uh, <laughs> that was a lot louder than I yeah, thought yeah, it would be girl story <laughs> being poured in the background live. Uh, it sounded like the movie theater with Coca-Cola <laughs> <laughs> no and I appreciate them and it's the same thing uh, with artists like Debbie I think you know, the music, but also the experience with how people connect with her is a whole nother level. And, uh, and I think, like you were talking, back to the Instagram of it. No, but, but well, creating I, that no, connection I was with gonna, That's what I agree with you. Like, it, it's, it's not just, um, as much as I want to sort of, like, follow suit and, like, you know, see how many followers I get in it. Like, I care. I honestly, in my heart and my soul, I care less about how many people are following me than I care about, like, the one... Um, you know, Facebook inbox yeah. message I got from a gay soldier who said, thank you for getting me through Iraq. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That, I'm like, it's I don't need no Instagrams. Well, girl, you I, got that. <laughs> she got things for people, not two people. But there's that, 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 that dichotomy, the too, though. Radio stations like, oh, how many followers do they have? Do we need to play their song? Or even exactly. actors yes. go to an audition. Like, now you go to an audition, you sign in your name, and you put in your Instagram yes. account and how many Great. followers. They want to see how many That's followers so you have. Uh, you can be extremely talented and not have a lot of exactly. followers yet. Exactly. You know how many models that are so successful that don't have a high following? Yeah. Because they're on the fronts of magazines and billboards. They're not over here trying to build followers. That's right. But the thing about this world is now, I went to, I have a degree in marketing communications and I had a segment of one of my classes a semester fully about social media now. I know when my parents, there's my dad was saying, there's degrees now in social media, they're yeah, actually You're a social media social specialist. Media. Yeah. Because yeah. there's and money. And it's the thing is that it is the rising market for advertisement, yeah. period. It, it is, is yeah. a business. Oh, it is. It, it, it started out as here's a picture of myself to this is how I'm running my business. I know myself alone and a lot of other of my friends, they're all influencers, we get paid through Instagram. And yeah. that, that funds our rent. That funds when yeah. we go out. That funds our, what we eat. 
And it's become so much of a business. It's not like, here's a picture of a group picture of friends. It's, I can't post this group picture because it will get less likes. So or I need people to post who post it. solo pictures because exactly exactly because they're not here or not with them and their boyfriend friends, because if they posted it solo here to see you. it gets more likes because yeah. they seem more accessible. Yes. that's where it gets a little tricky and a little dangerous. <laughs> Uh-oh. Okay, that's the air conditioning being fixed. Just what did kidding. I say? <laughs> no, just no. kidding. It's not <laughs> So we did like a little like impromptu rapid fire, just very quickly. Whatever comes to your mind, nothing, uh, nothing really uh, earth shattering. A uh, superhero you would want to be, male or female. The Flash. In a heartbeat, I could see that. I guess I'll say Iceman because I'm biased. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know her name. It's the the bald black woman in um uh uh, uh oh, come on in you're talking about uh, in, you're talking about uh, oh Black Panther in Black Panther. Yes. Oh, yes. oh yes. yes, strong as fuck. Girl. I just is, love her. Oh my she's god, she's beautiful too. She's and sexy. Oh my god, I would that's love the word. Fierce. for you to she's have. So fierce. Yeah. <laughs> I would love for you to have a dance anthem for Black Panther too. Yeah. I'm uh, okay. She's Let's like, I'm go. available. I'm I'm like, I'll be picking you. can reach me here. Can you just write members only on the email, and you'll trust me. I'll say <laughs> yeah, that's I'll it. There you go. It'll just be say, popping, I do not want to have a dance anthem, and then they'll start yeah. calling you. Where are the goldfish? No, no sorry, not interested. I'm busy. I was going to say, this is the goldfish. <laughs> Play it the other <laughs> way. Can I get it? I'm the goldfish for my friends. I have to Google her name now. Not interested. Worst gift you've ever received could be from a fan, could be from a loved one, could be just like, I can't believe I got this gift. Paul, you go first. Oh, my God. God. Um, oh, that, that, oh dear, what has somebody given me? If they're watching, me? they'd know. I mean, I've gotten, like, I could say fruitcakes, but that's so typical. But, uh, oh, I know what it is. Somebody gave me egg rolls that his mother had made, which was very sweet. That's sweet. But he had them at a club for, like, six hours, you know. Oh, and, yeah. they were like, we didn't it eat was these very, years, It was very sweet. It was a <laughs> thought that counts. But they were, yeah, they were egg rolls that had kind of been all over West Hollywood and in the club oh. for six hours. So with the egg rolls, I feel like they absorbed... The must of the party. Yeah, that's mm. not a good. That was an odd. But it was. I very got sweet. you musty egg rolls. Yes. <laughs> it was very sweet. If that person is listening, I still appreciated the thought. <laughs> but <it's laughs> time, it's gift certificates to Pan Express. They were actually <laughs> they were actually lumpia technically. Oh, I love lumpia. They were actually lumpia. I'm all about that. Lumpia. I, I want to give really? them credit. Yeah. I did not know that. Yes. Yeah, lumpia. There you go. You know what those are. Oh. And I know it's a very personal thing. It is because it takes a while. You have to make it. You have to make it. Right. And it was a mother who made the lumpia, and I think. I think if they had just come to my house as opposed to a trip around West Hollywood yeah. and, and everything that goes with that. Um, but it was an odd gift. I wouldn't say I didn't like it. Okay. I appreciated it, but yeah. Debbie. Uh, uh, someone had been to one show, took a photograph, and then came to the next show. I had someone who followed me for a, a while. And uh, I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> and uh, hopefully he's not watching. And he, it was a photograph of he and I from one of our last shows. And it was one of those, like, just off stage. I was dripping in sweat. Uh-huh. The mascaras, like, the lash was a little off. And I was just like, <laughs> And he's like, I have this for you. Here, like, put them, like, oh, great. A photograph of how disgusting I looked that day. Thank you so much. I think that's sweet. It was sweet, though, because of, I, I, to his face, I was like, oh, this is the best ever. Okay. Yeah. All right. I did that to Patty Lapone, and she has a restraining order on me. <laughs> I went to her concert. We took a picture together, and I went to her next one. And then I, I was there waiting for her, and they're like, "Oh, she's sick. She can't." I was like, "She just sang for two hours. She's not sick. She has <laughs> that IE. She's afraid of you." So she signed yeah. it and sent it back real fast. See, that's why yeah. we feel bad. Our gifts came from true fans, from right. people who, from the yeah. heart, like you, in that yeah. moment, he didn't notice that he you were beautiful yeah. to him, and yeah. I'm sure this guy loved his mother's lumpia more than well, anything. And he so he, he was to share trying to share something family. with me. Yeah. Well, my yeah. Now I just feel like shit. Now me and Debbie are awful people. 
all the good stuff we've said leading up to this just went to shit because of your rapid out. fire. It goes out. It goes out. Uh, in the words of Dale Dickey, I'm a horrible, horrible. Oh, no, oh, Dale Dickey. We got tricked by the rapid Dale fire. <laughs> Nick, I'm almost afraid to ask this one. All right, Ooh. mine was also given by a fan. Uh, so you know, I work for Andrew Christian. I'm a role model. So everyone, so I, my spam is basically filled with let me. Let me buy your dirty used underwear. Yeah, that's like every mother message. It's like, hey, you're an inspiration. Hey, let me have your old underwear. But it's like three to five hundred. <laughs> I've heard it's like three to five hundred dollars. It, no, that's it's a lot. Really no, you can you can sell them for a lot. I don't. I personally don't do it because I'm stingy. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I wore them, mm. so they're mine. Um, so yeah, don't they mind. send them to you. It's not like you're buying them. What? Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, like, I'm not gonna go send my used underwear. To I'm getting a really awful idea bucks. now because I do tons of bags of laundry of dancers' underwear. Oh, girl! Uh, if it's fall off the truck, monetize. Yeah. Um, so, <clears> but my oddest gift. Give us a charity. <laughs> my oddest gift was actually I received a pair of used underwear from a fan. Oh no! Yeah, oh. and you know what? I I picked Bless them up. Not Same knowing. as us. Also, something very well, thoughtful. I opened yeah. it thinking I ordered something. <laughs> Share himself with you. <laughs> I open it up. I'm like, is this from my mother? Is this who is this from? I open it up. I hold them up. I'm like, oh, God, oh these no. are kind of cute. And then I read a little note inside that says that says they're used. Oh, oh. No. <laughs> could you tell that? Could you tell they were used? Right. And I that? couldn't. This and that's why it was the worst yeah. part because I was over here like, oh, what are these? I'm like, what brand is this? I'm like, okay, cool. These are the cute color. And then I'm like, they're used. And I look at them a little more detailed. And I'm like, oh, no stains or. No, I wouldn't say they were not stains, girl. But there Rough was a patch. smell. Okay. There was a smell. All right. Anyway, so bless his heart. Bless his heart. heart. Uh, from the chat room, Sean Chavez wants to know, uh, Nick, was the drama on the Andrew Christian reality show contest as intense as it looked, or was it just for the camera? Okay. Honestly, okay. So <laughs> oh, we oh, started. Your friend here has, has has an opinion. <laughs> we started out as okay. We're gonna. Thank you, Sean. By the they way. told us we're gonna record you guys doing the model search contest, and it'll be a fun experience. We'll have everything back then, and then it worked out really well for the first episode. So then they started getting very reality on this. They were like, "We're gonna go. This, we're gonna film this little moment. It's called the confession room. We won't uh. say. We won't tell anybody what you said." Uh. That's and the first you go in there. We go in yeah. there and you say, "Be your own Britney Spears." She's like, "She's done it. She's talked about it. It's all for TV." So of course I go in there. She's like, they're like, "Be honest. Just say it." And it's like, no one's gonna call me for it. You don't leave. You you leave, and you leave work at home. So we came in, and of course, I was the loud mouth, because I have a loud mouth. I yes. walk in there, I go, so here's the tea. And I just list it all out. Apparently, the next day, everyone hated me. <laughs> and so the reality of it like, is... Why would you even think that... It, oh, it's just... Bless his heart. Yeah. You know what? You know, I, I was from <laughs> Pensacola, Florida, and I didn't know that didn't LA, know. LA literally just focuses on what you have to say and how far it can go. <laughs> and, and, and the it's drama. Not, and don't get the mad. Drama. I learned my the first drama. thing. I got, after doing that show and all these people ending up hating me and disliking me, I, I left work and I was like, God, I'm doing something wrong. And you know, my friend told me, he goes like, when they're not talking bad about you, that's when you should be worried. Well, but they could also be talking about you for something good too, but, 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 I, but I get it. Like, I think, no, what I'm you're saying a fan is favorite uh, because you have your own opinion. I thought that everyone disliking me was a bad thing, but I realized it's because I had such a voice and because I decided I'm going to be myself and I'm not gonna fall into whatever they're doing, that they hated me because of that, because I was different and because I was standing out because I was different. And I was okay with that. After the whole experience of filming that, I was okay with it. 
Well, and there is the reality TV aspect too, where producers kind of go that on. But I bet you. Yeah, of course they do. So many. But I would say everything from reality shows is not made up. It's based on true facts, but exaggerated. Shots on sunset, and I can I can verify that's some real stuff going on. Sometimes they mix up the scenes. Focus on the drama. They they definitely cut out a lot of words. Yeah, it's like if you have a six-hour day and an hour of it is dramatic, the hour of drama is going to end up. Yeah. And I have to give a special thank you. Uh, I was the MC for Vanderpump World Dog Day, and all the Vanderpump Rules kids were backstage, and they just went through a three-part reunion that eviscerated everybody on that show. I have to tell you, they showed up for the event. They were polite. Whether or not they were hanging out with each other is beside the point, because everybody was backstage, and they took pictures with the fans. They were there for Lisa and for the mission of the dogs. That is respectable. Good for you, kids. Um, Talking about being your own person, uh, Debbie, you've shared the stage with with huge names, Rod Stewart, Joe Walsh, John Waite, uh, and Kiss, just to name a few. Yeah, girl. You always have your own identity on stage from, from the footage I've seen and from the performances I've seen. How do you incorporate that with, okay, here's like Rod Stewart, here's a band like Kiss. How do you work with them while still keeping your own identity and your own musicianship? I wish I had a really long, detailed answer. I'm just me. I mean, like, have you heard her voice? I'm, I'm just, I've, I've always been loud. And that comes from my dad pushing <laughs> me, you know, string, sing stronger. It also comes from a dance background and like being told to project to that last, you know, row in the audience, yeah. no, matter, no matter how big the auditorium is. And, and I really, really like communicating. I like, like, there's nothing better than looking in someone's eyes. So... And, and, and feeling like you're connecting and, and, and making someone's moment better, because they're certainly making my moments better in that moment and those, those times. But isn't there also that, that some, some bigger names don't want, they, they don't want like another strong person on stage because they want to take I that? I wish I, yeah, I have no complaints. Like uh, John Waite is one of the best. He's always like, ladies and gentlemen, Debbie Holiday, she's going to wail for you now. Go, go. <laughs> Love her, go. Like just lots of encouragement. Um, yeah. Uh, and, and same thing, I mean, I, I opened, I was actually with Lita Ford when I opened up for Kiss. Um, and it's just all about being loud and rocking and, and, and you know, 50,000 insane people. So it was, uh, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I don't, I just, it's more, again, about just letting the music take you. Well, so there's no sense of competition, I guess, because there's a level of professionalism. And Paul, I know that in the nightlife, there can be a lot of fighting, there can be a lot of undercutting, there could be a lot of trying to steal away DJs or, or, or dancers, <laughs> or, or even- The tea is about to be <laughs> I knew there was I something so I had to say was I'm off so limit. I'm ready to hear it. Or, or, even, oh. or even like stealing ideas or taking an idea or just bad mouthing certain people for, for no reason. You know, this is not, your industry is definitely not an industry, I feel, and this is from the outside, you can tell me if I'm wrong, that nurtures other people and, and I've seen on your Facebook you go to other people's events you encourage mm-hmm. people when we promote and help other people we're helping the community at large you True. said that yeah. on your social media but I'm glad you saw that because people don't yeah. yeah people assume otherwise I want to hear this tea yeah. I'm ready I but but let's bring some of the reality to it and and what just definitely needs to stop and how do you deal with those obstacles well I think the biggest thing that promoters in general need to do is be proactive and not reactive I think when they work in favor of their customers or their guests, as we like to call them, and the experience their guests are having, they'll find success. And when they cater to their crowd and when they give their crowd what they want, uh, like uh, a perfect example is uh, 
to talk about a competitors event or a friendly competitor event, but Evita at, at Nightingale. I, I had a party at Nightingale, and you know what? It wasn't one of my biggest successes. When it was Greystone Manor, the prior venue in that same space, Fresh Fridays was one of the biggest parties I've ever had in my career. Yeah. Probably only second to GPS. They changed the venue around. Uh, it, it became more of a, a stage, multi-level venue, and I tried to do it. I tried to throw a dance party there, and it just didn't work. And, and I knew it didn't work. And I said, well, why? It, it, you know, in your head, you convince yourself it should work because it worked before, and it didn't work, and, and you know, so I left. And then these new guys uh, went in, and they're doing a Vita there now. Uh, and I basically said to the promoters, I said, guys, you, you, made, you made this work where I couldn't. You, you engaged a different audience and a different crowd that I'm less connected to, and you got them out, and they lived their only lives. Congratulations. They were being proactive. You know, you don't ever throw a party out of spite or fear. You don't throw a party to, to ruin another to promoter's party. Money, I'm, I'm assuming. Right. So. You don't throw a party to... to, 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 <laughs> to <laughs> I don't even think they were near them. You guys, I wish you could have seen what <laughs> I just saw. We saw oh, something. my God. I saw uh, Paris. I saw France. Right? But no, you don't throw a party to, to, to mess <laughs> with somebody else's party. And you don't throw a party because you're afraid if you don't do a party, somebody else is going to do it and, and be great. If you're not feeling a party in a venue or a certain club or a certain night, then leave the opportunity for somebody else. You know, and I think, and I think, the the certain promoters that are just so focused on, I hate to say it, getting people not to go to something like GPS, right. I, I think that's where they're missing out. But I think audiences can tell I, the 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 desperate energy of. I think that's a life lesson though, and I think Paul and Debbie have the same thing going on. They had the same conversation exactly going on. They said she says she goes out there to sing. She doesn't care about yeah. how many followers she has. She doesn't care about. He says I go out there to make a party that I want to make a party. I I'm not worrying about other you. competitors. I'm not worried about other people. What other people want. And the same thing with the Instagram. Uh, you yeah. know, you go out there to please yourself, not to please other people. And I think the idea of this whole conversation is, the only way you're going to be successful is if you're going out and achieving things you want to achieve and goals you want to go for and not worrying about what other people are trying to tell you is the right if, way or what's right for you. If we spend you. our time, like I say this in my staff meetings, if we spend all our time worrying about our competitors, I'll tell you who we're not worrying about, and that's our guests. Yeah. And that's also the artists right. that make our parties great. Or ourselves. Great. Uh, yeah, or ourselves. Yeah. Absolutely. We work yeah. hard enough that we should worry about the people who support us, not the people who don't. And we should worry about the people that make our parties great. And everybody contributes to, it's like a Formula One race car. You know, I, I could be, I could drive that car or the DJ could drive that car, but you know, everybody from the bathroom attendant to the security guard, those are the nuts and bolts of yeah. that race car. You can't drive a Formula One race car that's even missing two bolts. So it's all those pieces that make something great. And if you're worrying so much about something that has nothing to do with you, I guarantee you, you're not paying attention to all those pieces. And even, for example, we have staff bathrooms at GPS. I don't use the bathrooms that everybody else does, but I still touch base with everybody. And I said to the bathroom attendants, how are things going down here? Because everybody's complaining, the lines are too long, the, line, the lines are too long. Still Thank God. So you know what I did? <laughs> no, Thank we went God. and built. I said, you know what? We got to add eight more urinals. That's what happens when you worry about stuff like that. And more I think- people have the best experience. Yeah, so many people yeah. don't pay attention to everything that's around them. They're so busy looking across the hall that they don't see what's right in front of Everyone's them. Everyone's blindsided. And besides, there's room for everybody. Yeah, yeah, there really is. There is. Well, Debbie, I think, you know, we're talking about musicians that have been in, in the industry for a while that, uh, that are not doing the best or what we perceive as the best. They're trying to fit too many different modern markets that's not their sound. As a musician, 
you know, you do have to please the audiences. You also don't want to lose all your audiences to a different generation. You also want to keep your finger on the pulse of, of the beats that are, that, are, that, are, that are being appreciated and what's happening musically, lyrically. But at the same time, you can't lose that integrity of who you are as the artist. And I think we know who I'm talking about. Our favorite well, There's match. a lot of people. There's well, a lot of people who do okay, that. Okay, let's just say Madonna's getting a lot of hate lately because she's putting out stuff that we're like, oh, that's not good enough for Madonna. Well, what is good enough for Madonna? Well, I or is know. she listening too much to the modern feel that she is so do you not change your sound based upon the generation? Because I know that could be a negative thing, but. I mean, like, I've seen it in positive situations. I mean, like, we can give examples like Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift. Um, you know, these people have, these artists have, you know, gone through, okay, I was a country singer, or Miley Cyrus, I was a country singer. I was, I turned to pop, I turned to rap. And you see this, and you see some of these celebrities, and they do change. Yeah, it can be negative, you know, like and saying something. It could be their good. record label or their manager saying, hey, do this. It could be this. negative, but I can also see the positive in it. Yes, because generations change, tastes change. It doesn't mean you have to change, but your sound can change and update. I think it's perfectly, in fact, it's awesome to be. Versatile. Versatile and yeah. malleable. You know? I was waiting to use that yeah. word so yeah. much. Versatile. You get versatile. to use it so infrequently. Yeah. Yeah. For the day, versatile. Um, I, I use um, it a lot. But, hmm. but, it, it, and, <laughs> and again, it's based on, you know, I don't know what, I don't know if Madonna is listening to other people or if it's just what's naturally coming out of her. Because I know some days I literally want to hear some damn country. Mm -hmm. And there are some days I want to hear some, you know, Tchaikovsky. And there are other days that I want to hear some hardcore metal. Right, it's a spice of life. <laughs> I just call so, it shower theory. Whatever you feel like in the day, yeah, so, you want to sing your heart out and do yeah, it. Yeah, and so sometimes, you know, as an artist, you want to go through that. And other people don't change a lot. And they have the same career pretty much their whole lives. And that's fine, too. I, that's kind of the it. I think that it's the, it's the massive amount of judgment from the top of the political food chain if you want to call that a food chain, to the it's to, a food pyramid. Yeah, food just food crap at, right at the top there. Uh, if you <laughs> call it something that <laughs> sounds and I think the brought to you by. <laughs> and I think the reason why these debates rage on and on about this is you could I could sit here and argue both sides. You could say mm -hmm. you know if you're a true artist if you're a true artist you let your your fans dictate their taste to you. You know you don't dictate your taste to your fans. And on the flip side, you could say, well, you're not a true artist if you don't stick true to, to your style. So what's right? I don't know yeah. if anything's well, right. Well, like, I you think listen artist, to your audience I think because audience, they say, exactly. I want eight urinals, you make eight urinals. <laughs> I, think, I, think an, I think a true artist should listen to their fans and take everything in and give back what feels right to them. So, create so if their fans say, do yeah. this, Compromise. do this. By the way, same Compromise. thing with me. I, like again, it's sometimes there's a- It's an art though. Yeah, sometimes there's a yeah. demand for a product. I know I, somebody else can deliver better than me. So I leave that to that person, mm. you know. But yet, if I hear them saying, "I want this, I want this," and in my head I'm going, "Yeah, I can, I can do that. I do it." Okay, so let's talk about Pride. We're in Pride season, and Debbie, you're performing uh, at a number of Prides, which you do every year. It's not like some artists have their Pride wave and they've hit the different Prides. I'm not going to name names because um, they, <laughs> they do their best. But then I wanted to hear the name. <laughs> I want a tea girl. Bless Have their drink. They Have do their best. Drink. They do their best. Bring on the they cheese man. Yeah. I want to hear the tea girl. But you know, it's it's funny because you know I I MC and host a lot of these events, so I see them backstage. I see how they arrive with their entourage. I also see the job that they do on stage, and I see year after year. It's like oh okay, that's the show they they did this year. Sometimes it's like they're trying so hard to sound a certain way that wasn't how on their scene. But again, the crowd also doesn't want to hear the same concert year after year after year. Right. And you maintain 
being asked back to prides literally across the nation over and over again. So how do you keep it fresh and how do you how do you keep because we get younger generations are coming to pride now because younger generations are not afraid to come out and congregate, which yeah. is amazing. But there's also a different energy. Like I couldn't tell a golden girl joke anymore because nobody would even get it. I'm Aww. serious. You, you know do what I make mean? a lot of golden girl jokes. Because well, Nick's like, it's, what are the it's my I, no, I see it on golden. T-shirts all over the place. That's, that's how I only know. Murray Swanby's a golden girl. I was girl. watching I, Nick at <laughs> night and I saw it. I know exactly which one, girl. <laughs> um, I, it's it's the same answer. It's that I really believe in what I do. And I, I really don't like, I mean, I love the applause. Yay, it's awesome. If without it, like, no career. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I love how honest that was. Not so much. Um, but I do it because I really love, whether it's, you know, I'm, I'm at the whiskey all the time, yeah. at, you know, every Tuesday night. I'm also uh, at the whiskey on Tuesday nights. <laughs> Girl, uh, she's performing. She's not drinking it. <laughs> oh. After I perform, I drink yeah. it. Um, <laughs> she's drinking uh, You know, because I'm doing rock and roll on Tuesday nights, and I do a lot of prides. And it, it's it's about the connecting, and it's about um, I always really honor and respect the fact that someone, uh, whether it's a Zala or 10 million, someone spent their time getting me there. Yeah. And and my job, my hat, is to is to perform and and to make people feel better. So whether I'm singing heavy metal or I'm singing, you know, I sang at, uh, unfortunately, one of my best friend's mother's service this uh, t a couple Sundays ago, and I learned this beautiful jazz song called I Belong to You by Joe Stafford. And it, it was such a beautiful song. It was hard getting through it. But it's about connecting. So I don't really care what the trend is. My job is to connect. Can we go back to heavy and you metal? Care. Can we go back? <laughs> you don't care about the trend, but you care about every job. And I think you can't. Every job. You can't teach people yeah. to care. It's one thing you cannot teach somebody to care. They yeah. either do or they oh. don't. So, but also pride is also. As, is, is response to the audience response. It's also bookers are changing for who's putting together even entertainment for Pride, and I've experienced this as well. They're like, you know what? Prides are trying to appeal to a hip social media, so let's get a young YouTube star to MC. They don't know the first thing about classic MC, and you have to roll with the punches. You have to engage to every single person, and you have to run things backstage as, as you much do front of stage. Or a younger booker will book, let's do every young YouTube musician, and it's the shittiest shows I've ever seen. Are you calling me out? No, like right no. now, is this like no, no. a moment? Did you see my last show? Uh, he said, uh, he said, Booker with a B, a young Booker. <laughs> oh, okay, we're gonna clip that. It's going on as a clip. Boom. Okay, can I get a gif of that? My my friends will kidding, love it. Love my Nick. following will love it. But there's that experience of being in front of an audience for a live audience and dealing with a massive crowd that you never know how a pride audience depending on their level of how much they've had to drink, who they're with, or whatever, um, that you don't know how they're actually going to be. And so oh, yeah. if they're great on YouTube, great for them, but it doesn't always translate to... You know what that. sucks is that, I'll be honest too, um, as an influencer and having no talent whatsoever, um, <laughs> um, it, it sucks when we have people who have talent, like Debbie Holiday, and, and you know, people, I see a yeah, lot of sucks, artists that have it? a lot of talent, I have a lot of talent, and we get booked sometimes over them. I'm not saying her directly, but we get booked over a lot of a lot of talent just to show up and be alive, oh, like which is weird. And you know what yeah. it is? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have no personality. <laughs> I'm just saying, though. It's just it's it, it sucks to see like that we're coming to a point where yeah, 
you don't have to have talent anymore. You just have to be a pretty face that stands there and drinks, mm. which is kind of sad. I mean, like, I know I have more is offer than that. Is there a website where I can sign up for this? <laughs> yeah, it's also called Sugar Babies. Um, <laughs> this was brought to you. I think influencers you. have a responsibility, though. I think, I think certainly the ability to inspire change is a talent, right? So, and I think influencers have that ability. So if influencers choose to educate themselves on something that matters, they in turn be can become talent because but I think when you inspire change, yeah. that is I a talent. Really, I agree. I, I, I so, like, but you have to every influencer that. has that you opportunity. Have to I would have say with, that. with great talent comes great responsibility. I think with great influence comes great responsibility. But that's so. the thing is that a lot of influencers nowadays, like um, they they go out and they go, okay, here's my ab picture. I'll show up, drink, ignore everybody, yeah. stick so with my what? friends, and I hate that because. And as a booker, they don't want that. They want people. They want and I don't. I don't. Let me tell you something. You I have not a choice. Book those influencers. When you have so an influence, to... never use your influence. Never, ever, ever. Which so, means you do have talent. Yeah. Well, and your your host a host makes you a drink. I know. Now I'm a radio personality. No, a host makes a host makes you a drink. A host takes your jacket. You know, like if I invite you to a barbecue at my house. And you come and you're knocking on the door and you're like, Paul, and I don't answer. And the door kind of creeps open. You walk into my backyard and I'm sitting in the corner with my friends with a bottle. And I just like, oh, hey. Yeah, You'd be like, this guy's a douchebag. Yeah. He invited me to a barbecue at his house. He barely said hello. He it sat happened in the corner last weekend, by the way. I'm sorry. Yeah, I wasn't even I was invited really to that I was barbecue. really busy. <laughs> I wasn't invited <laughs> to that no, one. No, but these, these people who book these... These hosts are influencers and stick them in a corner where nobody can get to them, and they literally just drink and don't engage with anybody. And it's not good Who wants for to pay to watch somebody drink? You or they put you on a they put you on a pedestal. Yeah. That to me is and then crazy. And nobody gets next to you because you're That's just sitting just crazy there. to me. Yeah. So Paul, and you book talent as well as influencers, as well as as your dancers. How has the industry changed of who you're booking and what is it that you're looking for when you're putting together a huge night like GPS where people have an expectation? To be honest, it has not changed much for me. They really? all have a job. So if, they, I, if I try to book influencers to do certain jobs, because of course it makes sense, but nobody ever comes into one of my nights without a job. So if I book an influencer, they're either going to be hosting the VIP. And by hosting the VIP, I mean you go around and say hi to people and offer them a, I love that. a, a Mars bar. You know, even, even for, you can ask Nick. Even, even, for the get, even if I put somebody on the guest list, when Nick's like, can you put me on your list? I'm like, sure, and here's what you can post. You know, uh, to me, and that's nothing wrong with that. I think that's, that's the way it should be, because I think people that just expect things to become entitled, and entitled is not cute. Yeah. You know, if I hire oh. a singer, hell yeah, they're there to see. I go, you, if I hire a singer, you better sing. You know, if I hire a DJ, you better play fun music. And I've seen this backstage at Pride's too. It's like, you're here to put on a show. You got hired. Like yeah. you said, they put in whatever effort they did, and it's so rude to be like, and I, I have, guess we're here. I have a pet peeve, more than a pet peeve. It angers me that sometimes people forget, and I'm straight, people forget what Pride is about. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. pride they don't know. it's pride in yourself. It's pride in yourself. Some people don't know what Stonewall is. <laughs> hey, oh, like, you know it's the anniversary of Stonewall, right? They're it's like, Stonewall? Yeah, anniversary, what? by the way. What? And Madonna has focused on that, too. Which yes. I, hold on. Yes. My, I have my one little excuse for them. Not that I ever excuse ignorance, but I, I can't, because it was so frustrating for me. I kind of actually pronounced ignorance. Ignorance. I analyzed it a little bit. <laughs> and the truth is that when you grow up gay, your history of gay people starts the day you come out. So if you grow up any other minority, African-American or, or Vietnamese or whatever, your family's teaching about the history of who you are. Right. Your family doesn't know who you are until you come out. So your history starts that day. That's so really the day you come out, if gay people can yeah. get married, and that's that's when your history starts. You don't really realize what came before you. And I'm HIV, lucky because I'm, I'm, uh, I'm 40 on the dot, and I came out uh, when I was... 
15. So I, I kind of saw a lot question I have for you. We got from the audience. How old am I? Because, what, not how old you are, no. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> well, go on, go on. Because, go on. Paul, we, we see, you know, Paul Nichols presents. We know yeah. it's going to be a great party. Uh, we see very little, like, like facts about who you are. By and choice. so the questions. <laughs> but I literally got that from, from one of your attendees or somebody that mm -hmm. worked with you is, you know, you're always in the organizer role. What kind of kid were you in high school? And what was your own personal coming out story? That was literally the question I had. Yeah. And, and by the way, that's by choice. And the reason why I say it's by choice is because I always want my events and stuff to be about the people that go to them. I don't want to make it about me. So I try to keep. Well, that's it. also different. Oh, yeah. I try to, I try to keep it. Uh, and all my marketing is the same. GPS is your party, your world, your GPS. So your party, your world, your gay party Saturday. That's party belongs to you. Stripper circus is run away to the circus. Everybody goes to the circus. To, to the history of the circus is every, all the misfits belonging. So every single party I've always ever done, that's been the theme that's run through it. It's not about being cool. It's not about me. It's not my party. It's yours. Because there is no party if nobody goes to it. That's so accurate. But uh, <laughs> the funny thing is. But isn't that kind of lonely? Uh, no. no. Paul is never God. lonely. You look Paul out, is surrounded by everyone. Let me tell you something. You <laughs> look at a thousand a, smiling faces, it's the best feeling in the world. surrounded by a lot of people, and there's a difference of like having people around you that know who, who you are. I feel are. like that separates it, because then you have the people who are the fans of you. You separate that audience, and you have your true friends always around you. I think it's lonely to but be self-absorbed. Uh, Very the people, true. I think the people around me judge me based on their experiences with me. They're personal ones. They're one on one experiences, not based on what I've put because out there. Because your name's not bigger than the event. Right. Not you should, Paul Nichols is this, so this is why you should. Or like asking for your bio for five yeah, times. Like, yeah, like I want you. No, <laughs> oh, I want. <laughs> oh, girl. Oh, she's going to. No, she was, oh. no, and by the way, I, mean, I always said I don't have a bio. I didn't really have one. I kind of had to throw something together because I've, it, I've never been. I'm teasing. Yeah. But no, it's, I've never been uh, much about that. But And the great thing, I'll tell you, I have the best coming out story ever because I don't really have one. To be perfectly honest, it's like this actually gets me emotional. But uh, I never came out. I never came out to my parents. They never asked. They just, uh, just they just one day started saying instead of saying if you have a special girl to bring home, they said you have a special girl or a special guy to bring home. Wow. Uh, and one of the most amazing things I can say I is that. Uh, there's no uh, awful that. what I had to go through. I had to go through nothing. Um, That's amazing. So I think if I can be there for people who do. I think uh, that's what you've done. You're, you you're paying it forward. And a lot so. of stuff I am attracted to. That's beautiful. No, it's that's really yeah. beautiful. A lot that's of stuff really I'm, I'm attracted yeah. to is virus fundraisers, like the Gay and Lesbian Center. When I went and, and, and did a tour of the floors of these kids that are there for no other reason than their parents kicked them out for being gay. Yep. And you look at them and you look at like the pictures on the wall and stuff. They're kids. Like they're just kids. They're kids like any other kid. Um, so it's, it's crazy, but yeah, I have no coming out story, which is I'm so thankful for. Thanks, Mom and Dad. That's My mom so will probably listen to this, but yeah, there isn't one. Walking through the LGBT Homeless Center is, is one of the most uh, yeah. empowering yeah. experiences, and I have a great story about that. One of the kids that went through it, um, I was officiant at his wedding, and he now works at the LGBT Center as one of the officers. He literally changed his whole life around. A family, like a fa family is your support group. That's your everything. So again, I guess gay people can be a little ignorant, but think about it. Not only are they not taught the history of their people, but sometimes when they try to be who they are, they're actually kicked out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? There's not going to be uh, any uh, you know, black kid that goes to their mom and says, Mom, I'm, I'm black. And mom's like, get out of the house. <laughs> I didn't know you were black. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's just not going to happen. You know? <laughs> She's like, oh, I've had it somewhat. <laughs> Uh, no, unless, but unless you're I, mixed, Paul, yeah, then yeah, neither side of your family likes you. On top that, of that yep, story, there's a whole different side of drama. Though, but. Um, I actually recently went to Long Beach Pride, and um, there was a lot of cops around the street. And, you know, me being my overly oh, yes. gay yes. self, you know, we, these cops were really staring me and my friends down for a moment. It was, and I was just like, In Long "Hey Beach? guys," you know, it was chill though. It was, I was like, "Hey guys," I was being all extra and super gay. 
And then the two of the people in my group were very cor- moved to the corner and standoffish, and they were like, "Can you not do that, please?" And I was like, "Why can you? Not? Why? Why? What's wrong with that?" And I was like, "I'm just being me, being gay, whatever." And they're like, "Because some of us grew up in a time where mm-hmm. we were mistreated or or just already stereotyped because we were gay, and they were scared. They actually were scared." Because of the way they were treated in the past, so the way they were, they were the, that the people looked at them differently, and cops looked at them differently. When some cops were told, them. if people are acting yeah. that way, keep them in line. Look at San Francisco. Look at it. It was it was so upset because I I didn't even like think gay it. I didn't double terror, think it. Like terrorist groups, but there was gay, uh, uh, violent activists. And, you know, it got and I tell so gay people silent. that I'm like, really? I'm like, yeah, yeah they were. Yeah. yeah, I was so like stoning police cars, and I didn't grow up in a time. I didn't grow up in a moment where you know I came out of late time, so I didn't grow up in a moment where you were actually feared a lot of the higher authorities and a lot of the higher authority figures, and they were, and that was the saddest thing to me, to see somebody around my age just were so scared because they came out at an early age and they were mistreated or looked down upon by higher people up, and it was so sad to see. West Hollywood has pride flags on its police cars now. I mean, that's a beautiful thing. That's beautiful, that's beautiful. We have like uh, pride flags painted in crosswalks now, but there are still pockets. I went to Santa Fe uh, out at the fair, last year and we were on the pride float in the county fair parade i think of pride float like whatever everybody's gonna be like yay pride well it was for the whole county so they had the high school mart they had politicians we the pride had one little flute and the whole thing we got booed at we had little kids seeing what their parents were doing and flipping us off for no other reason but because they were being told to do that it was so earth shattering to me i've never been around that because i've only been in major cities where spoiled. we live in this you bubble. get spoiled in these i went yeah, to tel aviv yeah. pride last yeah. year that the is whole a huge street thing. The whole street, all the businesses shut down during the Pride Parade. All of them. Yep. Because the fact it was that there against, was a Pride is huge. It was against anybody to be working or being around that. And it was really sad to see the that first few Tel Aviv, number to, one, to is one of the, the, the bigger gay areas yes. like to be accepted. I love Tel Aviv. Yeah, it's beautiful. And they have Forever Tel Aviv. It's a huge event. There's huge parties. But the fact that the Pride Parade went on in every business, even the gyms, even the, the convenience stores were shut down because it was against what they believed in to be around that. I mean, a minority is a minority. I guess all minorities have issues, like and you said. Reality, even if even if right. you're black, if you're mixed race, you might. But you kind of at least adjust. You know, you you know it's there. The issue's there. It's, it's a little more so out sad in the to open. See, though. But the the crazy thing with coming out, I can't wait for the day. It's like nobody, like everything else. Like if your kid likes you know, to eat chicken and doesn't like beef. It's just something you discover. You know what I mean? A hamburger. But part, Baby, kick part out of, of my house. Part, I'm sorry. Yeah. Yes, well, hamburger day. Part, get your part, chicken Part of the whole need to come out is because we hide it. That's the truth. You know? And I think... I, I love that they and we've and we've encouraged coming out as a community because coming out would be putting us out there and and the more gay people come out of course I believe 100% the harder it is to hate gay people because you realize and they're all around you we are having more celebrities but we're having newscasters now that are coming out we're having sports I hope there's a day where nobody has out. to I That's, hope there's a day hey, that they they, 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 just, they just grow up organically who it. they are uh, Paul we have a question uh, for you from the chat room but real fast before we answer uh, Paul's question let's take a look at GPS let's take a look at uh, at what happens? Oh God! Which oh. video? What is happened? That? No, this- oh, thank God! Dance till the night dies. 
so I have to tell you the funny thing about showing a video like this for me, like I get nervous. I'm like, okay, they showed that, they showed that. And it's like, hello. We're pretty PG. I was yeah, afraid is, I was going to be in it. Still, um, there's, there's been, you know, like, oh, gay uh, dance parties or circuit parties where there's just drugs and it promotes sexuality and it's not inclusive. Well, I think with your message today that you, you've kind of refuted that, yeah. that it's, it's a place to have fun. Now, what if somebody didn't want to take off their shirt and wear a Speedo? Oh, a lot of people don't take off their shirts and wear a Speedo, yeah. Okay, I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, the, the great thing about it is is it's, it is Gay Party Saturday. It's, it's meant, I mean, gay, I guess in a way, is limiting now, but it is it is for the whole community and whoever considers themselves a part of that community. And and if you don't want to be in the middle of a hot dance floor, you can go right up the stairs and be a VIP and have a martini and a you know a, a, some Sour Patch it, Kids. It's not any Thank different than going God. to the whiskey and there's like female yeah. go-go dancers on either side. I love that. I, no, but, I feel I, so comfortable it's with the whiskey. Like it's the same thing. You should go to a GPS <laughs> and there's a funny, Honestly, it's so look, diverse. And there's it's a so funny diverse. thing about diversity. I'll tell you something about diversity is it needs to be done well. And I think we, it's like there's nothing worse than the white guy telling you about, oh my God, I have so many black friends. Yeah. And, and, and <laughs> you know what I mean? And for us, <laughs> no, the thing that was important with diversity, I was like, find the best. Find the best dancers. Find the best this. Find them by, in any way. And I told my staff, I don't care what, they, I don't care if they're Asian or they're black. And you know what? The world is a diverse place and talent is diverse. And we found a very diverse group of people. And, but you know, it's funny because it's diversity you don't even notice. It in a way that nobody says, oh, there's the token such and such, or, or this guy's there obviously for that reason. And that's diversity it's done well. Inclusive. And diversity should be beautiful. We, we have a, how about we have a dancer that um, is a, a missing a leg, you know? And people and people see him living his life, and then I go, look closer, and they go, I go, look. They're like, look, and they're like, oh my God. He has, and he has a blinged out prosthetic leg, but he's such a great <laughs> dancer, nobody notices. Like, that's true diversity. And then people, when they see our ads, which are representative of all yes. shapes, sizes, and colors, they they then come like there, there's the, uh, where the gay guys they have this volleyball groups that play volleyball on on Santa Monica or whatever you can tell I don't go very often but I had <laughs> I had I had, no I had one of the guys who worked for me and said I was talking to this group of African American guys and we were talking about GPS and they said oh you know that's not for us that's not you know our crowd and he said you know what should we do I said you know what I invite them as my guests and I I can't wait to show them that's not the case and I'm not going to tell somebody. Um, it, it sounds almost arrogant when you say, no, that's not the case. I have, uh, let me pull out my stats. I had, you know, 120 African-Americans at my last party. That's not how it works. Making people feel welcome is something that's just ingrained into how you run your business as a human being. Uh, you can't tell somebody they're welcome. You got to make them feel welcome. Yeah. And, and you can't, again, you can't, it's like you can't teach somebody how to care. Can't teach somebody how to be inclusive. Inclusive <coughs> has to be who you are as a person and you have to hire people who who deliver that same energy? I think, and, and that's yeah, what I think. GPS, your GPS actually shows not <clears throat> the fact that you know it represents diversity because I've been a couple times. I go a lot actually. Anyway, no, um, don't say. I've oh never missed a couple <laughs> hundred <laughs> times. Girl, I see you right next to me. <laughs> um, I think that as much as he's saying that it's race and prosthetic legs, um, I think that I think uh, Paul's party is one of the most diverse in the gay scene. Like, you know how we, gays tend to separate everybody into, to do by nature. Separate we by nature. fair parties, we have the twink yeah. parties, we have yeah, the social no, yeah, yeah. parties, we have, we have the dress in a tuxedo you won't be allowed parties. This is one of the most diverse groups of parties. It's not, it's not, oh, this, don't go there, it's bears, don't go there, it's, you know, it's twinks, it's, it's, go there, you're gonna have a great time, you're gonna meet Together. new people, 
And you know what? It's not a, oh, that's a bear party. Oh, no, that's this Which party. Which is the way it's supposed to it's be. So good. And, just and like that moves us into, it's not a straight club. We're supposed club. to be it's not walking a club. Like, hey, girl, it's hey, girl, club. hey, girl. No, whatever. Yeah. And it's I love seeing the pictures of your parties. I see my circle of friends that, yeah. are, that have never met. I yes. see them all in the same yeah. room and habitat. I'm like, oh, they met. And they, they like met. each other. Uh, Paul, we have this question from the chat room. How does a promoter make sure the entertainer that they book is cared for and enjoying being there the day of the event? Eddie Eduardo. No, um, uh, I love Eddie, my <laughs> boy. So we do have, uh, it, it, that is extremely important because obviously a performer who feels welcome and feels appreciated, uh, and this is not like, I don't hire, like the, the word diva is like a, oh, you know, I, I like to work with people who want to be somewhere. I, if I'm getting the vibe right off the bat that somebody feels they're better than the party or doesn't feel like, feels like they're doing me a favor, I don't even work. You are so lucky I'm here right now. <laughs> yeah, no, that doesn't work. So but we are lucky but to have you, you Debbie. And, I, and <laughs> no, I've had it like on the radio show. You know, it's like, you know who's been on the radio show? And it's like, you did a YouTube video 10 years ago. I mean, you know what I mean? But you can feel that and... Yeah. That person, nobody will ever want to work with the them second, again. The second they walk in the door, we give them a little welcome package, which is like a GPS Goldfish. hat, a fan. <laughs> Goldfish. Yeah, and we ask them. No, it's as simple as that. It's like, do, what would you like to drink? What can we have for you? Can, you just you, Again, you treat them like a guest in your home, what you would do, and a special yeah. guest in your home, of course, because yeah. they're amazing. bringing something. And, yeah. and yeah, I mean, that we do treat them well, and we do appreciate them, and we they're there for a reason, and we want them to feel great. And... and Everybody should feel appreciated. Everybody that walks in the doors of GPS. As much as you respect them, they have to respect you the exact same way. Yes. And, and the respect my guest. And I think if you don't want anybody to go anywhere with a chip on your shoulder, like managing actors, I always tell my clients, you'll have a movie where you'll make a half million dollars and you'll have a movie where you'll make $50,000. Mm -hmm. You should show up on set Acting no like you're different. making the same. You should always, you should always ask. You should always act like you're making a million dollars. I wish we would yeah. tell us that some of these drag queens you don't know. about here now. That that fifty thousand uh, dollar movie is the movie that's going to win you a little You never know who she you're going to meet. No. You, you she never know. Has seen it too. You never know who you're going to meet on a certain project, or you never know. Like even when you go to a party, I hate when people are like, "Oh, who are you? What do you do?" I'm yeah. like, "Don't ask me that." I've had yeah. somebody if walk up to me and ask me how many followers I have before even saying hello. I don't believe that. That's true. They go, "Oh, hey, what's your Instagram following?" I, I would say I come from the last generation of people who know what it's like to meet people blind. Yeah. Meaning when I would meet somebody for the first time, I would say, hey, how are you? And that's the first time you'd see that person's face more often than not. And it's manners. You look them in the right. eye. Just like you said, you make but this connection. Now when people yeah. meet people, they've seen them on Instagram. They already think they have you know, a full idea of who they are. Oh, yeah. And let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. Instagram is like meeting somebody through a little tiny square, and they show you what they want to show you in that yeah, square. You put, you put out what you want people Very to see. Very specific. It's not a bad thing. Glasses. It's just, don't forget, when you're meeting somebody for the first time, you still, in fact, are meeting somebody for the first time. You're so, meeting that photo with your eyelash slightly So don't hate, off. don't hate, don't hate, don't hate Nick because of what you saw him do on reality TV or Instagram. Hate Wait him for what he did to you. Yeah. And if he doesn't do anything to you, then don't hate him. When, when he but walked in, when, when, he walked, okay. when, when he walked in the radio show for the first time, I didn't know what to expect because we see him on the Andrew Christian and blah, blah, blah. He was mannerful. Mm -hmm. uh, he brought it, brought it tonight. You know, it's a whole different person that you see. But what happens when you deal with a celebrity that is rude, that is being rude to your staff, how do you turn that around? That is a gift in itself. You know, it's so funny. I, <laughs> you no, get through the night and then you never hire him again. <laughs> no, it's so weird because I hear this and people I, are like, oh, so-and-so and so-and-so. And I swear to, I, honestly, I swear I don't have these problems. And I, I, I think it, it's put out there with people sometimes they're like, look, Paul's a very real guy. Like, don't, if you start acting like that with him, it's not going to fly. I don't know if it's they know 
that I just don't tolerate that off the get-go. And even like on Drag Race and stuff, there's all these stories of these drag queens becoming divas. And I never had those issues with even some of the ones, because I think I because I think I looked them in the eye and I do meet them for the first time. And maybe there's something in the back of my head that says, don't mess with me, or, or you know, be nice. And, I don't know. And treating them yeah, with I, kindness. I, I, I Exactly. In spite I feel of it? Like, I feel like people set themselves mm. up for that. I really do. Like, and Nick yeah. knows, I don't go I easy on people. I'll call too. people out. I'll call you out for your shit right here. I'll call here. people out. Yeah. I've called Nick out. I'll call everybody out. He calls I, everyone out. I, I, and I'm the truth. And look, I'm never going to have an issue with anybody based on anything besides something I've experienced. So I'm not going to get, I don't get involved in people's drama. I think friend circles can be very, very dangerous yeah. because a circle is something that goes round and round and round and round and round. Uh, I love friend circles, but I like, I'm, I like friend lines. You know, they kind of, they keep on going somewhere. Oh, you know, a circle, I, I, I can insert myself in a circle, but I like, I like walking right, like right, right out down, of it. Right there right down, down, yeah, right down. down. And I like lines too. And open circle. <laughs> yeah, but I don't, an open circle. Because the line that you said is always going somewhere. I haven't had that diva story, and and even people that have been God known. When, when I first started at the agency, uh, when I first came here as an agent, they assigned me to all the difficult clients that nobody else would deal with. Wow, and nice. there was a very, uh, I don't know if I should say who she was, but a very famous TV actress at the time. Uh, what year? Debbie uh, Holiday. Oh, <laughs> 20 years ago was what, the number one show on TV. Dynasty? I asked for the no, goldfish. No, it was about a, um, I'm Tell me what the show was about. It was about a, a, a cowboy doctor who was a medicine lady. Oh, Dr. Yep. Quinn Medicine. <laughs> oh, no, I'll give it. Oh, no. Jane Seymour Wait, with her okay. scrotum. No. So, so, so one, of my, one of my favorite. <laughs> sounds like my next boy. And by the way, for the record, one of my very, very favorite people in the world. And uh, she just wasn't getting along with the agents because every agent that she interacted with would just tell her, because she was big money in the TV world. Like nobody was making money. Jane Seymour was making bank on TV shows. So every time she, she dealt with an, a, an agent, they'd just try and sell her on another TV show or MOW movie of the yeah, week, because yeah. that was big money. Nobody ever asked her what she wanted to do. And I was a kid at the time. I was 22 years old. And I went into Jane Seymour's hey, dressing room and I said, what do you want to do? And she said, she said, you know what? I really, I really like to paint and I'm really into creating uh, jewelry and yep. stuff. And I introduced her at the time she was filming in Canada. I introduced her to this guy, Galen Weston, who run Holt Renfrew, which is like the uh, Saks of Canada. And she started a whole line there. And then she started her, her and then that led to her whole open heart bracelet yep. with K Jewelers and all that stuff. That was always Jane Seymour's painting. And she, she painted a self-portrait of her uh, holding her newborn baby, mm. naked, just holding her baby like this. And uh, and she I'll never forget, she gave one for me to give my mom and signed it and said, you know, you know, to Kathy, love Jane, you know, your son is a special man. My mother still has it up by the piano. Oh. But I think that's the thing with artists. I don't, again, I don't think Jane Stormer is difficult. I think she's the nicest person in the world. But if anybody, if nobody asks you what you want, and you know, it's just constantly telling you what you should want. Anybody's gonna be like, you know, it's like if I keep on telling you, like, you know, like jelly beans. I'm like, eat this jelly bean, eat this jelly bean, eat yeah. this jelly bean. Eventually, you'll be like, I don't want a damn jelly bean. Does that make you difficult? I don't think so. Paul's so, a lot deeper than I thought he was gonna be. Honestly, who knew? I'm gonna be honest too. Ugh. You know, we're talking about stories from our past. Uh, Debbie, uh, you have charted on the Billboard charts many times, but I love um, and. 15. Uh, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> who can say that though? I mean, you know, when Not we think about it, it's like, oh wow. Um, but I love uh, the story, um, and I was able to ask it to you for GED Magazine. Uh, the first time you found out in the, your whole musical history that that you were on the Billboard charts, uh, tell us the story, and I, I just I want you to share the story. 
Uh, I was on a plane with Andrew Briskin, and again, I had just been dropped from Warner Brothers. Um, I was, you know, I had a, a like a rock and roll deal, and they just could not actually, at the end of the day, get the record out because they were afraid the audiences weren't ready for it. Um, so I had just been dropped. I had a really nice balloon package, so no, I wasn't wasn't sorry for that. Um, <laughs> and I took that money and I started my own label um, to my first single with Dive. And Dive was an angry song about you know people telling you that you can't do something, that you're limited, um, and that you don't fit, and that you're wrong um, when you're not. Um, and I was on the plane, got off the plane, and the first text message I got was from Del Shores, who said, baby girl, you're on Billboard. And it just, it just makes me cry, because oh, Del's my yeah. family. Yeah. Um, Del's, I mean, it just, I love uh, how every single song you make is an inspirational song. It's to inspire others and to feel better about themselves. It's every single, every Literally one of them, your every single song, it doesn't change. Yeah, the, the sound may change, but the message does not change. Thank you. It's beautiful. And I went to a club that's no longer there that I cannot remember the name of in San Francisco. Chris Cox was spinning. My sister was going to Berkeley because that's what she do. Um, <laughs> I had um, and she was at Berkeley, so she came, and it was Andrew, and it was the first time that I saw an audience full of people in 2004 with their hands in the air screaming, we are still alive. And it was like, yeah, I'm going to keep doing this. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It's a good, it was a good experience. I love Chris Cox, too. Talk yeah. about an ally. And God, <laughs> you know? right? And just such a talent. He did a such mix for my last single, Waiting man. for a Lifetime. And he was in the middle of doing five different things, including taking care of his daughter, and somehow he got that, that mix out to me. He's and a good person. He's such a great person. A talented person. person a huge talented talent. person. Debbie, who was the first person you actually called on the phone after you found out about the billboard placement? Well, I didn't really have to, because Dell called, Dell texted me, um, and then I remember just standing on the tarmac, hugging Andrew Briskin. Yeah. Yeah, yeah who's gone now, so. Um, I met you through yeah. Andrew. Yes, yeah. I met pretty much everyone through Andrew. Yeah. Rest in peace. Mm -hmm. I want to play a little bit of uh, "Waiting for a Lifetime" uh, with Miss Debbie Holiday yeah. and Kurt. Crank this mother up, as in volume, Kurt. <laughs> <laughs> Dale Dickey. And these are all allies you can recognize oh, from our friends. community. <laughs> There's Everson. Hey, Everson. It's Scott. Patrick. 
So talk about incorporating your message with actual community. These are members from the entertainment community as well as like families. Um, if you're ever feeling a little low in your day, all you literally need to do is is put this on, and I swear to God, it will change. Oh, bless it, it you! Will change your day. And I gotta say, my my boyfriend, who is just also and an so ally, so cute by the way. He's very good for us. He's very cute. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> baby. Uh, spent hours editing this because we really wanted uh, to do it ourselves, and we wanted to incorporate all of these people. Like every single person in that video was my actual friend. Yeah. I and think I your am, albums help represent exactly what you guys have been talking. Both of you guys have been talking about the whole diversity and acceptance of you're not only other people and uh, just yourself. But but even yes. the sound and yourself. Yeah, and yourself, especially yourself. Especially yourself. Especially so you can yourself. spread you it. You can't have love for someone else over you. You have to have love for yourself first. Yes. But the sound is so accessible. It's not like, oh, another gay song, like clack, clack, clack. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. It this made me want to hold someone's hand. Yeah, that's, that's exactly. Your album made me, my yes. me want to like, be like, okay. Like, mom would be like, I haven't been to the gym in 82 years, but I, I exaggerated, but be like, oh, then I, I just listened to the song. It was it's, 71. Everybody can listen to this song and join together because you're exactly right. Like, if the Olympics had a joining hand song, that this would be, would be it. That was a candlelight moment, or now in this generation, a phone light moment. Yes. <laughs> so nice. Very that, very that journey. And I wrote that with another ally, Jeff Fedak, who's, you know, I, I don't know if I should say this to give it up for the he's, allies. He's like, as straight as he gets, and, and, and so is just um, all about diversity, so, yeah. So to take a little, uh, a little swerve, uh, Debbie, I also love your live performances because... It's a different kind of grittiness and it's a different kind of power that is so intoxicating. So we actually have like a behind the scenes uh, video uh -oh. from your oh. Whiskey A Go Go. Oh my. You yeah. started at from Whiskey. Uh, like, make yeah. sure the sound is, there we go. Oh my God. Preach, girl. Preach. One note preaches all. <laughs> Can I just tell you my favorite part about your video real fast? Is your stage present? It's not the fact that you're looking at the audience. It's the fact that you're closing your eyes. I love when an artist closes their eyes when they sing. Some people feel shows, differently about that. No, it shows that they're emotional and putting in their emotion into the song. It's showing that they are really feeling feeling their song, they're feeling their music, they're feeling their message. I believe that's what they're reflecting. They're not trying to look at all the distractions, they're trying to look into themselves and pull out a great note to pull for you. Thank you. No, you can see that in here, that you have so much passion and emotion in your song. And I, I would yeah. too. I mean, what you're, you're saying is very inspirational. Yeah. I would get lost too. And you can see you're pulling it from real life experience. It's such a gift to be able to, I mean, it's like. Oh my God. I don't, think, and I, I don't <laughs> think there's anybody in this planet that's not you know, I don't, maybe I guess, yeah, envious would be the word in a way that everybody wishes they could sing. It's truly one of those talents that everybody, I, I don't, find me one person who's like, oh, no, you know. I oh, yeah, I can sing, yeah. Yeah, I was a great singer, I wouldn't really care. Talent. No, it's such a, it's such a special talent to, 
you know. That I mean, stage, but, Debbie, though, that we just saw. I mean, talk about like your rock and roll, and you're just like, oh, it's so. And that was a nice one. That was a soft one. <laughs> but it's so. I want to like, hear your metal. I want to hear your metal. Yeah. This is what yeah. a musical star should sound like. Not like you know. Lip syncing or like whatever. This is this is DJ Cali. Yeah, <laughs> not so bad. <laughs> All right, you. you guys. I am thank so you, sorry. Um, Kurt has to go home and do role play uh, with his wife to Harry Potter. <laughs> <That's embarrassing>. Poor <laughs> Kurt. Kurt's like. You think I'm lying? It's true, but don't tell everyone. Yeah, you, not that. Not we didn't even mention it. Stoli cocktail <laughs> classic. <laughs> Stoli. Stoli. Stoli cocktail Stoli. classic. Stoli yeah. cocktail classic. Okay. June third. June yes. third. So we're gonna end the show. We have to do. Uh, we're gonna do rapid fire with each of you, and then after you do rapid fire, you tell our viewers and listeners where they can find you. Oh. Who wants to go first? Uh, okay. Debbie Holiday. Fine. You could. Uh -huh. uh, you have to record a duet with someone who has passed. Oh, that's easy. Who? David Bowie. Oh. oh. Who, who married the wrong black woman, but I forgive him. Oh. <laughs> but if you're going to marry, I mean, come. Yeah. I know, Iman. Yeah. What? Yeah. And Perfection. You know, Labyrinth is getting a sequel. Jennifer what? Conley is coming back. What? What if they brought back some of his music and, and then he's here he did now. the duet? He's Hologram. Yeah. Okay. Uh, your yeah, life yeah. is getting a biopic, and with some of the stuff we kind of heard about, I think the biopic from childhood to now could could happen like rocket man and bohemian rhapsody but who was playing you oh god oh that's wow. tough this, this rapid fire you either lot. sound like super tough. conceited like a oh, jada pinkett smith like i don't look like her um no it, it, it's uh god who girl you could be as conceited as you want by the one and number one i, I think who i god oh that's a good one i really i've never thought about that which is actually good. She's like, I'm gonna play myself. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I, I get that, but like, like you know, like. Ah oh, man, uh, you know what? I'll come up with. Uh, I don't know. Um, oh man, that is a tough one. So hopefully, somebody who's not born yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. exactly. Good answer. Uh, like, uh, I, I I don't know. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, what's love got to do? Got to do? Who who was uh, who played uh, Tina? Angela Bassett. Angela Bassett. There you go. Uh, I'm going to disagree with you because she forgot how to act in the last 10 years. Oh. American Horror it. Story. Deborah and Cox. Deborah Cox did well, I just think she's beautiful. I think Halle Berry should play I you. And they should Angela. lip sync to get some words in there, girl. But love Angela. Mm. Hmm. I can see Halle Berry. Yeah. Like, she's beautiful. I do. Just admit Scarlett Johansson will probably play you. Like she plays other diverse I mean, roles in different yeah. movies when I'm she's not that race. Like, she's amazing. She was oh. in um, the sh Ghost, Ghost Shell, Shell, Shell and I she was her. Asian in that, but she was wow. not no, Asian. No, the character was never, if you the are mom an anime was Asian. fan. Okay, we're not, we're done. We're not bringing this up. That's a different show. <laughs> what music genre would you be most uncomfortable recording an album in? Hip hop. Oh, okay. Cannot rap to save my damn life. I just get so white. <laughs> I like how she also put on an accent I, while saying that. Right? She actually just did. It's embarrassing, though. Oh, I should be able to hip hop it. My hip and hop. It's funny when we have to see the RuPaul girls have to rap. And <laughs> so you, mean, hard. you mean the RuPaul's have to talk? And, and I went to a school in Bel Air. What, uh, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, Beyonce or Gaga? Oh, sorry. Gaga. Woo! Wow. I love me some Gaga. And talking Gaga. about changing yourself, do you know Gaga uh, used to sing at Trunks? But what, what, Beyonce dancing, Gaga's music. Yes. yes. Sorry. 
Jagaz yeah, put but Gaga's, Gaga started off though as like a yeah, rock like singer a until somebody yeah. remixed nobody her can song. Dance and, and Gaga, like Debbie, was somebody who was there before it was cool and was yeah. there Way because before. she wanted to be there. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. One hundred yep. million percent. Yeah. Yes, I love her. Journey. So she yeah. deserves and it. She so beautiful. All the success. It's a beautiful journey. Such a beautiful, beautiful journey. So I, I beautiful feel journey. A, she comes from a rock LGBTQ background, but also a musical theater background. Yeah. Love her. Yeah. So I got a thing with it. I get it. She was that high alto in musical theater that nobody would cast because she was and performs live beautifully. Yes. A lot of people, a lot of artists can't do that. But she acting. I don't know. Okay. If you could go back in time and be, you're off the deep end. You're off the deep end. Watch us by diving, girl. Sorry. You're right. A star is boring. Was so great. Oh whoa. This is why you don't get invited to red carpets anymore, girl. Actually true. Hate on good movies. Okay. If you could go back in time and be the premiere recording artist for any song in history, whether recorded by a man or a woman, what is that one song you're like, God, I wish I would have been the original artist? Oh, man. These are hard Bohemian times. Rhapsody. Oh, really? Yeah. That song is genius. Yeah, it is. That song it is, is so weird. It never should have existed. That's exactly right. It's insane. Yeah. And, it's, it, and it made pop radio. It's the other. It's the other group, it's, you know? It's the yeah. other group. And it's somehow, the one she talked about. It's through, the other group. Through and his I, and all of their genius, so yeah. And I have to say, I rewatched Live Aid because of Bohemian Rhapsody. Mm. It's just unbelievable. Debbie, uh, Debbie Holiday, Best your website ever. is so good, um, and you're appearing in so many places. Tell our viewers and listeners where they can find you. Uh, you know what, DebbieHolliday.com, although it's not as active as it should be, I'll be honest. But your pictures so are there, the videos, videos are there. there. And it links you to all of my yes. music from the span of from iTunes to Spotify, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, yeah, Debbie Holiday, Debbie with a Y, DebbieHolliday.com. Can we find where you're um, going next on it, there also? You know, the best place is my Facebook. Yes. Mm. Yeah, both my Facebook uh, fan page, which I don't always handle. Uh, I have an assistant for that. And yeah, uh, and then rich. my personal. Yeah. <laughs> <So> rich. <laughs> Just not enough time. Not enough time. Got to spread it out. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I'm in a lot of places in June. So You are. Yeah. And I'm very excited to say, uh, if you're local to SoCal, even though we know uh, my radio show is national, uh, Laguna Beach Pride. Headlining uh, June this 1st. This Saturday. Wow. Key West next this, after right and, after and then that. Key West. Out at the fair, which we love out at the fair because they're incorporated with Now Trending app, which streams Columbus our show. Pride, uh, middle mm -hmm. of June 14th. June like 15th. literally everywhere. You're going to be. Wow. Oh, Gunkwit, Maine. Oh, Gunkwit. I have not been to I Maine. love the name of that. Right? <laughs> I think we should all like just go to Gunkwit, Maine because we never heard of it. Right? Let's, Let's make it a it'd giant be like, thing. It, it'd be like Priscilla Queen of the Desert or it'd be like Two Ong Fu. We just come off the plane. Come on, Gunkwit. Gunkway. Come on, Gunkway. Oh, Gunkway. Who's Gunkin tonight? <laughs> I'll be Gunkin. There's a rap there. End of this month. <laughs> Just Gunk. Month. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm getting Gunk tonight. <laughs> oh, I'm already Gunked up. <laughs> we're getting so ridiculous. This is the gayest show I've ever done in my life. Right, we're going to. Okay, we're obviously going to Gunk. <laughs> <laughs> Who's next? Paul. Uh -oh. All right, my turn. You're producing a huge dance party for the LGBT senior citizen community, mm -hmm. oh. 65 and older. Oh. What is the name of your event? I love this question, by the way. I love that. Is it another wow. abbreviation? Yeah. I want to know. Uh, the dance that you started, because we wouldn't be having these parties if it wasn't for them, because they paved the way. The so dance the, dance that, the dance that you started. They started the dance. You are so good. Oh. God damn. That's true. And I would not right. have He's my career if it wasn't for them. Promoters That's right. in the world. I could have asked somebody else and they'd be like, He's good. Golden Girls. 
Yeah. No, I'm Who? like, yeah, they started that dance. And no. We're just they passed. They dance couldn't. We would not be dancing without them. That's good. You should write songs. I mean, yeah. I could I could fine tune it a little bit, but maybe you know, it's like a lyric song. It is rapid fire on Ooh. all of his names of his nights. They aren't. If you just realize, they aren't like that, like something I that's telling that you to do something. There's always a hidden meaning. There's a meaning. And all the parties tell a story. That's the other funny. thing. Okay, Kurt's wand is. Roleplay Harry Potter. <clears throat> uh, so we have to hurry up. Uh, biggest pet peeve while dealing with DJs? And because I got two questions from DJs, I'm like, why are you asking that when you know the answer? Biggest pet peeve while dealing with DJs is I think when DJs overthink their sets. Uh, I, I think when a DJ comes in saying that this is what I'm going to do and everybody's going to love it, I think it's a very dangerous thing for a DJ to Maybe do. Maybe it's because they don't know how to mix live and they No, already, I think no. If they just psych themselves out. I think it's good to. I think a DJ should prepare. Yeah. I love prepared DJs and, and and just have everything in their arsenal, but a true DJ plays for the crowd, not to it. And in order to play for the crowd, you need to be prepared and you need to be able to to, to read the crowd. Yeah, feel that vibe. Feel that right. vibe. You know, to, read yeah. it. Change yeah. it if you have to last minute. Change it. That's yeah. how I do my shows. It's like great I DJs. feel the crowd. I will change the order. Yeah, you sing. It. You sing for them, not to them. Yeah. And I think a great yeah. DJ plays for for That's the crowd, not to the crowd. That's a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Paul, I actually got this from a producer. What would the name of your reality show be? Oh, and have you said no to at least two reality shows? I have. Yes, I, yes, you have. True. I think this question uh, is from why? Oh Lord. Yeah, uh, one party at a time. I don't know. When, uh, I don't know. The soul of the the, the the. It should be called GPS. GPS. <laughs> yeah. By the way, hey, there you go. That's a good one. GPS. How about by the way, comma GPS. By the yeah. way, comma GPS. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I already asked this. Uh, the most ungay thing you do in real life, and it's fish and scrub. Yeah, for I do a lot of ungay stuff. I'm a bad gay. He knows I, about I, cars. I'm, I'm you heard him talk about just, cars the other day, and I know, got people joke about my uniform. So I'll, I'll, I'll have spot. like three or four pairs of jeans till I wear them down. I'll have two jackets, and I'll switch up the t-shirts. And I've actually gotten better. I found a place online because I hate shopping, so I'll like just keep on ordering new t-shirts. So I you keep hate it fresh. Shopping? I'm a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. I am the, the gay. Cards. I am the gay that hates to dress up. I am when was the last time you had a yeah. frappuccino? I am not a dress-up gay. Who are you? I'm the one that would go to the Halloween party without a Halloween costume. I'm kind of a bad gay when it comes to that stuff. And people just just don't send you shirts all the time. I mean, maybe, but they probably don't fit me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, no, and I like to wear I, I like to wear what I'm comfortable in. I think it's important. I always like to yeah. be comfortable. I mean, like be you. Be me. That. Yeah, That's so original. Yeah. yeah. Paul, where can our viewers and followers find you, uh, or what do you want them to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, my Instagram and Twitter are at Paul Nichols with two L's. I fought hard for that second L. E N T. <laughs> uh, and then on Facebook, I'm Paul Nichols, where you can follow me, uh, unless I delete somebody. Uh, I don't have like six Facebooks. I'm not one of those Paul Nichols two, three, four, five guys. I try to do it myself, so I just keep one. And then uh, for all the Pride events, uh, and we actually have your your next event uh, June eighth. Yes, that's a, that's Kurt, a biggie. Please share. And this. we're we're announcing a, a performer uh, on Monday, which people will be very excited about. It's uh, me. I'm doing Paul Lynn jokes. It's gonna be <laughs> right? amazing. Who who will actually be? Nobody they, even knows. <laughs> yeah, they have a track being released on June seventh, and they will be performing it for the first time at GPS on June eighth. It's such an amazing um, yeah. artist. We were listening to it in the lobby. Such an amazing artist. Such an amazing. You do not want to miss opportunity. it. Opportunity. You don't want to miss it. It's and literally. I don't. Yeah. You don't say that. And much they'll be in LA either. on the rocks as well. Dan, Ann, and Tom. And uh, last thing though, uh, to all the pride events at my party mypride.com meaning these this is your pride and these are your parties so go to mypartymypride.com and you'll see everything we have going on
Awesome. Yeah. I think this is such a great meeting of like so what fun. pride is because we've all experienced pride in totally different ways. Nick, are you ready? Hey guys. Okay. <laughs> real, real hey guys. Hey guys. What me? What, what happened to the bottle of Stoli? What? Oh, oh speaking my god. Of, can we get a shot of this? For the record, I did been, not. For the record, I have not had stolen. one sip of that bottle. Nor have I. Stolen. No, it has been. Me and Debbie have not had one sip of that Stoli bottle. So I'm sorry, you guys. This is actually scaring me. I have a feeling it was we know. Because you guys left it out here for so long, it evaporated. That's that could be. Yeah. It. I have a feeling evaporated. we know okay. the guilty party. Is. We have to finish. Girl, you about to make it rain. Okay. <laughs> the new single by Nick. Make it rain. I heard some vibrato though, so it wasn't all that bad. Uh, <laughs> I can match pitch. Go ahead, try me, Debbie. I can match pitch. You guys, we're all going to the whiskey to hear mm -hmm, Debbie mm -hmm. like wail at us. I'm there. Yeah. We're all gonna Girl, get scared. Like, I want to hear her yeah. do metal. I want to hear I'm her there. sing yeah, metal. I'm actually too. I'm there. YouTube. Oh. I was thinking that when I was watching. Brought that. to I'm you there. by so there. YouTube. Nick, celebrity crush. Now, not your like physical one that you could actually have a relationship with. Which uh, oh. a celebrity relationship with a celebrity that, that sounds like a real thing. No, no, but like somebody <laughs> that you're more attracted to than just looks. Like Someone that I've tried to slip into their DMs and it goes straight to spam. No. Oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <Somebody with laughs> well, Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> Chris Hemsworth. Someone you like is an actual person, not just a. Oh, yeah. so somebody that I actually happy. know and okay. And no, not value, that you know, but value. Like, <laughs> that you could feel. Oh my god. You know, girl, you ask me these questions, celebrity crush. You're like, but it can't be this, and it can't be this, and it can't be this. Okay, girl, I thought you asked me a question about. Oh. Oh, girl. girl, she says, look, we had this whole conversation. I don't want you to just pick a celebrity just for their looks. Somebody that like you like feel like you could talk to and hang out with. That's a difficult question for me because oh, honestly, be being, no, I mean, being in L.A. and everything, like this, I, I don't have somebody that I look at and idolize or want to be with. Or Fine, then who's your physical celebrity crush? I, I mean... I mean, it, honestly, is it weird that it would be a girl? No, not at <laughs> no, all. No, I honestly... Are you kidding uh, me? I would love to date so many women, just not do the final. I mean, I mean, I think um, J-Lo. J-Lo? Oh, okay. No, no, not J-Lo. I didn't say J-Lo. Jennifer Lawrence. No. Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Lawrence. You're excused from the show. You will never be By the way, who, is, who actually, for the record, from she the X-Men stuff off. is the funniest... She Girl actually, I found on out, the planet. She actually stopped acting for a while because she was she wanted to do to? no. She wanted to do charity events and not be in the limelight, and she just I'm wanted just to up at the yeah. She's she I'm not is an amazing fans, person. Sorry. She she has these. She goes online. She posts these gross photos of herself, saying I don't care. She really she, is that way. She she gross really is. Photos? I don't care. Oh, yes, I wish I could be that she literally is. Okay, the it's one. rapid fire. Okay, okay Thanks so much. So it's J Law. <laughs> he doesn't That's like J Law. He doesn't like J Law. Obviously. Uh, I got so many weird questions about your food habits. <laughs> your guilty pleasure binge food. Oh my god! So anything with fries, like a fried <laughs> burrito, like a fried no fries, like anything with fries. So now, do uh, you actually eat? Is it your metabolism? Or no, I mean you don't eat the fries. You just eat the stuff it comes with. No, or I put actual fries I put, themselves. I, no, right? fries. Pack of I, Wendy's ketchup. No, if I'm like, oh, we're at a steakhouse, and they're like, oh, it doesn't come with fries. I'm like, okay, then what does? And they're like, the burger. I'll have the burger. So yeah, fries I put is fries on gotcha. everything. Okay. I'll order okay. the large okay. fries at McDonald's. Fries are my shit. Fries. 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 Oh my god, you guys. Fries. Fries. Uh, favorite? Fries. Fries. This, this is a duel. This, <laughs> this is actually... Um, I got this question weird ways. Uh, this is actually from our emails. Favorite <laughs> and least favorite part of the body. You're making me laugh, by the way. All right. Favorite and least favorite part of the body. Okay. Rapid fire. Come on, It's not after the bottle of Stoli. It's okay. not so rapid Please fire. or somebody else's. Uh, my favorite part of my body would have to be... Uh, 
I like my ears. They're really kind of big, and I had to grow into them. And I didn't appreciate them when I was younger, and now I I like them. I think they're cute. I'm talking they, about your body. Me, they make me cute. Somebody else's body. What? Just in general. Okay. Oh, you're talking about. I thought the you're questions about my body. are for, for his, his body. His body. Okay, cool. his body. Yeah. And I dislike, which a lot of people love about my body, and I I just honestly could care less. Are my freckles? I have freckles. What honestly. freckles? I have a lot of makeup you have like on. Two. I have a lot of makeup on right are you now. You being a freckle hater? I have a lot. No, I just I'm not like. If you talk to a dermatologist, freckles are not like freckles are not a, a thing. They're they're actually an imperfection. To Pippi Longstocking and Wendy's has them. I don't like freckles. Oh okay, and I'm a McDonald's supporter. Yeah, I don't. That I don't too. <laughs> freckles are fun. Mickey D's. I just for the love way. that freckles that's like the least favorite. Like freckle yeah. hair. I just know. Like, I, I mean, I don't have a problem with me. I was born this way. This is oh, the way I'm going to change. Oh. No, no surgery is going to change me. This is what I like about myself. It's that I am myself. Oh. I'm the only me I can be. We like be. that about you too. Oh. Yeah. What would your drag name be? Baby, stop kicking them. Okay, so there <laughs> has been a plethora of opportunities for this. So I literally just came up with one the other day as a joke. Okay, so I like Monet Sax. Like Monet Sax. That was cute. Um, Alisa Prius. Um, Lisa Decline was, I think, one of them. Um, Lisa Prius. There is Alisa a drag queen. There is. I actually know two, yeah. which I heard recently. But I do like Elisa Prius, and I will not take credit for that. That was given to me actually at Key West. You make me laugh. <laughs> but um, um, yeah, no, I I thought about drag, and I just realized that you know that it's not me. I could see you. Rapid fire. So okay. It's not me. But yeah, Lisa okay. Decline. Elisa <laughs> Prius. Elisa Prius. Elisa Prius. Should oh my I'm God, a, I don't even know. Uh -uh. Uh, tell our viewers and listeners to find you. Well, you guys, you can find me at Nick Mask on Instagram or at Nick Mascardo on Facebook. I don't have a Twitter because I don't have political views that are that important. Oh my God. All <laughs> right, we're here. This well, is the way to kick show. up pride. What, what I'm really proud of this show mask is- Mask for mask. Mm -hmm. No matter what journey we've come to ten tonight and we're all on different levels of everything, this pride message that we all gave was 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 pretty cool. Who knew? Agreed. Who knew? I, know, right? I honestly didn't know from you, Paul, because like I said, it's you this know bro, this microphone brought something out. Me. I've yeah. almost never gotten this, this so deep fun. with anybody. Yeah, this is fun. A big thank you to one of my guests for today, my guest co-host Nick Mass, Kurt, our engineer, Mama Rose in the chat room here, at TV, and you, our loyal listeners. So I'm told I need you to subscribe and share and all that because we have to start building up our social media, because I know you're listening, I get the numbers. Uh, coming up, we have comedian uh, Judy Tenuta, American Horror Stories, oh, Naomi Grossman, ABC C7's On the Red Carpets, Carl Schmidt, Broadway's David Burnham from Wicked and Light in the Piazza, New York YouTube musical theater sensation Christina Bianco, Star Trek's Rod Roddenberry, which I'm a Trekkie, means a lot to me, and more. On the rocks, you never know who's gonna show up, so tune in, see you next Tuesday. Woo! Find me on Facebook on On The Rocks Radio Show. Tweet me or Instagram me at On The Rocks On Air. See you next Tuesday. <laughs>